1: Everybody, it's the Feminine Critique. I'm really excited to be here. My name's Emily. With me is somebody who apparently isn't as excited to be here.
2: Um, well, my name's Christine, and since there's no one else on this call, I'm sure you're referring to me.
1: Oh, gee, maybe because my cats aren't going to answer back that in a way that anybody else can hear. Them. <laughs> uh, so, Christine, you don't uh-huh. want to be you, you. What? Tell me what your problem is with this episode. Um, I even begun yet? By the way. I didn't say
2: anything you said you're really excited about this show and I I said and I said at least one of us
1: is, Which implies by by deduction and granted I've only read one Sherlock Holmes book and I was not good at math So the whole like reason logic thing didn't quite work for me Mm -hmm. But I think that implies that you are not excited to talk about these movies today Excited is a big word
2: Um, It means different things to different people
1: is it bigger than Jamie Gertz's hair?
2: Oh man, um, I, I guess it'll be interesting. Okay. So we well, should tell people what we're covering. Indeed, we should. Um, we're covering Crossroads from 1986 and Crossroads from 2002.
1: Uh, it's it's spiritual sequel, of course.
2: Yes, it's um it's another. Movies with the same name, but that are completely different. Some, kind of. <laughs> some
1: people call the um, 2001 Britney Spears Crossroads a remake of the 1986 Crossroads, but I prefer to call it kind of more a spiritual sequel. So just so that's out of the way, because I know it's going to be like, one of those things everybody on Facebook is going to complain about is, oh, you kept calling it a remake. I'm not calling it a remake.
2: Well, who, who played the devil in, um, in the Britney Spears version? Dan Aykroyd?
1: Oh, Kim Cattrall. Come on, well, oh, Kim, Kim, Kimka, I never wanted you, and I wanted to have an abortion, but your father made me have you. A a trell that of the devil.
2: That's true. I I didn't. I forgot about that.
1: Jeez, were you not watching the movie? This movie I watched. Yes. Do I need to take like another week and have you rewatch or actually watch them? Wait, are you saying you didn't watch the Walter Hill Crossroads? I didn't say that. You did not say it that's true christine when, when we do a podcast and we're going to talk about movies people expect that we've talked about we've seen them oh man i mean it was on uh, okay <laughs> uh, all right well in well, in sometime after we talk about movies that apparently christine did watch we will talk about these pair of crossroads where they intersect and all the thematic connections but before that, Christine, what have you actually been watching? Today? Hey, I
2: watched that movie. Um, I watched, uh, my, my list is messed up. Hold on. Oh, okay. Can
1: there we do go. Can you do anything right today? Can you do anything right?
2: Sometimes. Um, I watched, where is it? There it is. Okay. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake.
1: Oh, okay. No, you had seen it before. No. Oh, you had not.
2: I had not, because I didn't feel like it had anything to offer me. Oh, and you yeah, know I what? Know. I, I was right.
1: <laughs> it didn't have
2: anything to offer me.
1: It did have one thing.
2: Kellen Lutz.
1: Well, oh, I forgot about him. No, but- because he
2: dies in four seconds. So no spoilers. If you've ever even seen the movie start, you know he
1: dies. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It had two things that... It had two men that you and I both are always happy to see on screen.
2: Yeah, um, Kyle Gollner was there. Uh-huh.
1: And, um... Who else? Ah! Uh, uh, who makes every movie better, Christine? Every My,
2: movie. Michael Fassbender wasn't in, too. No,
1: no. <laughs> oh, gee, I'm just watching this little shitty movie called Pet Cemetery 2. It's really kind of bad. Oh, no, it's not. Here's Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah, Clancy Brown is in it. I completely forgot. Um, It's been, I mean, I you literally watched off it.
2: You are game. You are I, off yeah. your game. I watched it right after we finished recording last time, so it was the, the first movie I watched after... After no, speaking no, about my list of movies, I would yes. I
1: like want to hear more about your feelings on it because I, I feel like I'm, am I'm, I'm in a weird place on the movie where nobody agrees with me. Um, well, I didn't, thoughts? I didn't like it. Um,
2: I didn't. It, it. Okay, let me without talking too much, which I'm prone to do. Um, it did this weird thing where it was like, hey, sometimes I'm gonna pretend like you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> this yeah. is, this is all new ideas. You don't. You don't who know Freddy, Freddy who's is. Freddy dream things Kruger. and then they just jump into shit without explaining it like ah we don't need exposition they know what's going on that <laughs> you can't you can't do that why are you doing that i wish i wish i had just watched it cuz i'd really like pointed examples of this but it keeps doing it the entire time and it's really obnoxious i could see that um but then and then they kind of do like they they mimic a lot of the deaths
1: but not quite. Like, they don't copy them. They do them, but they, they like, blatantly don't copy them as if to kind of say, okay, we know you expect her to get dragged up on the ceiling, but we're not going to have her whole entire body explode in blood. We're going to do it kind of the reverse way. Which I kind of, I liked that, um, my card's on the table. I didn't like it either. I don't think it's very good. Mm-hmm. But I felt like everybody wanted to hate it. Like, without seeing it, everybody wanted to hate it. And people complained, like, at least when it came out, everybody complained about things that I didn't think were fair to complain about. That people were complaining, oh, the dream sequences were so boring, they were all in the boiler room. Yeah, but so was the first movie.
2: Oh yeah, I didn't, that didn't even enter my head, As it? I had so many other complaints yeah, that, that, I, that didn't I, even rise to the top. I
1: felt like they did really try to tell their own story. Like, they, tr- they decided, we're going to make Freddy scary again, we're not going to make him crack one-liners. We're going to make him, like, a really, like, sick individual who was molesting and raping and, and killing children.
2: But then they never really addressed the, the fact that all these
1: kids well, were actually molestation survivors. I have a theory about that. because What's I'm your theory? What's your theory? Well, I am almost positive, and I don't know that this was ever confirmed by anyone, but just the way the movie is set up and the, fa- the way they use Clancy Brown... I Uh think that there was an original in one of the scripts or in the filming script that was then probably like changed every day on set. I think Freddie was not guilty. I think that it was, I can see that. and that Freddy was the scapegoat, and so he, Freddy Krueger, is still a monster because he is still killing teenagers. But that he really was falsely accused, and that but he's killing like, them because he was he, was he was falsely accused, yeah. So rather like, than it comes out to be like it really was the parents' fault because uh-huh. not only did they like do vigilante justice, but that they did it to the wrong guy. So that was my theory, and I think I'm glad the movie didn't go there because I I think it would have just been too pissing off of, like, wait, so now you're trying to make Freddy kind of sympathetic. Um But I thought the movie tried some different things, and it's a mess and it didn't work, but I kind of um, felt like I needed to defend
2: it. Yeah, it was just it, when, when people, I kind of hate when people are call things, like, unnecessary and, yeah. like, but I really feel like this one, for me at least, I, I could not understand what the point was.
1: Right. I mean, it, like,
2: Why was it even made? And the I thought the makeup looked really bad.
1: It did, I agree. Like, it probably has... I mean, it's only been a few years, but I can't imagine it... it, 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 (laughs) I don't think it aged (laughs) well. Oh, yeah. Um, And then you have Rooney Mara in the lead role. Who's boring and forgettable and... And really whiny.
2: And it's just, like, the deaths come super rapid fire at the... (sighs) at the beginning, and then it kind it of just tapers off. And you're like, well, everybody's dead. And there's, like, an hour left. What are they going to do in this movie?
1: But I like the micro-naps thing because I've been dozing more and more, like, at nighttime when I, you know, like, go to something like a wrestling show and people are screaming and, like, spilling beer around me. Uh-huh. I still find myself nodding off. So I find micro-naps really scary.
2: <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that
2: they, they came up with the um, – with a, a name for another like no sleep drug in this one and that's my favorite thing i want oh God, a supercut yeah. somebody send me a video of a supercut of all the the funny names for like not like no no sleep zone and <laughs> shit like that it's so funny stay uh, awake uh, it's- stay awake a drill uh, yeah, yeah that's a good one see it really funny um no, i didn't
1: know napamine
2: I didn't like it. I cannot believe it's from 2010. It really does feel like it's so much older. Um, Speaking of other things I watched that felt way older than they were. Now, you've heard of the movie Cursed, right? The werewolf movie? I've never watched it. Okay, it's streaming. Yep, that's why I watched it. Apparently, it has quite the storied past. Um,
1: oh, it's, well, it's Kevin Williamson, but, like, was heavily
2: edited, right? It's, some people, I was I read a lot about it after I watched it, because I was confounded by this movie. It's tonally very bizarre. It doesn't feel like a Kevin Williamson script at all. There are some ideas in it that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But some people have even said it, it's not, it's just his framework. It's not even any part of his script anymore. Um Apparently there was a cast before the cast, like
1: oh, Christina. So it's like Exorcist prequel-ish.
2: It's bizarre. Like Christina Ricci was always supposed to be in it, but like Skeet Ulrich was also supposed to be in it, and he totally isn't. So it's uh-huh. it's a completely different movie, and it's from 2005. But a lot of it was, I guess, shot way earlier, and they they were, had reshoots. So Christina Ricci looks completely different from shot oh, to she shot,
1: went from like boob uh, boob reduction to non boob reduction. Sometimes mm-hmm. super. Th- Finn and her oh, hair is like pin straight. Phones go from like giant to tiny and back again? <laughs> that would be really funny. No.
2: You know who else is in this movie? Jesse Eisenberg is in this movie. I had ah. no idea. Um, it's a really strange movie that does not feel like 2005. It feels like 2000, 99 maybe. Okay. It is not good. It is goofy when it shouldn't be. It's really weird. You should watch it. I, you get a kick out of it. I just you really would get a kick out of it, um, and then go read all the Wikipedia stuff because it's really bizarre. It. I thought it would be a good idea to watch *Kiss the Girls* again because it had been a couple I years. Since I seen it. it. Is it um, worth
1: I, watching again? Or I like it, it
2: because I mean I have nostalgia for it because it. I really used to like those like '90s psychological thrillers. thrillers. Like I like thrillers that it's like such a an, I think it's an underappreciated under it's not very good underappreciated subgenre like the 90s kick-ass lady thriller the 90s
1: kick-ass lady thriller where there was always another lady who was getting raped or about to get raped right yeah it's yeah. it's it,
2: I don't know I have a lot of nostalgia for that so kiss the girls um while not watched with that veil of nostalgia isn't that great um
1: I still like it though do you have uh, a hard time saying the title without in your head thinking of the little mermaid song
2: no, but now I will, thank Sorry. you <laughs> um, I followed that up with a movie that's also streaming Along Came a Spider um, which is, <laughs> I always thought they were just the same movie Are They They different? are not Guess what, Along Came a Spider is way worse than I remember Because ah. um, the that. girls is at least interesting Okay. I don't know, I don't think they're going to hold up now It's like you're going in fresh without any type of like Wait, so is it better to watch the good
1: one first or the bad one first?
2: Um, I mean, they're both, I don't know. I guess watch them chronologically. I mean, Kiss the Girls came out first. Um, Along came a spider's not really a sequel to it, because I think that story took place before the Kiss the Girls story. Are we fast it? We are. um, Hey, and guess guess what I watched after that? I watched Alex Cross.
1: Oh, this is the movie with Tyler Perry, right? It's so bad, Emily! I didn't know movies could be this bad. Oh, I'm putting that on my cue. It's so bad. <laughs> so yeah, you I think, think we that did. Is so bad, or just that the movie is just really bad. I find
2: both. him very lacking in charisma. I don't. I don't like him. I don't think he's funny. I don't. I when he's on the screen, I don't like. Now, if
1: he had watching. played Alex Cross as Medea, would yes, that have made it better.
2: Okay. Wonderful. Um, I feel like this. That movie is very confused. I don't want to say anything. Um. I feel like it was, I, I don't know who it was made for. Who was this movie made for? That's what I want to know. Cause it, it's, it, it, like it had.
1: didn't know either.
2: Yeah. It had this weird like action angle and it, but it wasn't really, it, it didn't have the framework of an action movie, but it okay. kept trying to be a, an action movie. <laughs>
1: and, and Matthew Fox is in it. Oh, isn't he like playing like a crazy bald, weirdly muscular bad guy? Uh huh, and I he's remember super. seeing, like the stills that were going around, and we he's really
2: super committed to it, as oh. you could probably tell from those stills. Oh. So it's a little embarrassing. Oh my favorite. And, uh, mind. Ed Burns is in it, and he's he, he's
1: like Alex Cross's BFF. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, if so it's you fine, should Ed Burns and Tyler Perry like go out for like Arnold Palmer's together all the time.
2: It's a really weird movie. I don't. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what they were going for, but it was horrible in my opinion um, I have read my fair share of James Patterson's books um, like when I was younger I don't I, I don't really like them but <laughs> I want to read the Alex Cross book just to see like how off the rails this movie really okay. is um, yeah that's not streaming I actually oh, got that disc
1: got that di- I don't know if I can bring myself to do that
2: I uh, was committed to watching all the movies <laughs> but that's, that seems like an awful big commitment darling It kind of was Alright
1: let me see if the library Uh, has it
2: uh, And then finally I watched um, Because my mom told me I had to watch it A Fantastic Fear of Everything
1: I don't know what this is
2: It's streaming and it's a Simon Pegg movie Ah um, she said it was so funny, and she just loved it, and it was so funny. And I didn't chuckle at this movie so. Oh, that's <laughs> I. I awkward.
1: But it you wasn't like Pegg, right? I
2: love Simon Pegg.
1: No, did he write it or is he just no, of... I think he, I'm
2: pretty I'm almost positive the only thing he has to do with it is the fact that he's in it. okay. um it's it's I just didn't enjoy it. It's streaming though, so if people have any interest in taking a look at it, they should. I, I think it really was a case of it just wasn't for me. I
1: understood. Because I can't... tricky like that.
2: I can't say that, like, oh, the acting was terrible or the writing was garbage. Mm.
1: I just... You just it, didn't laugh.
2: For me, I didn't connect with yeah. it at all.
1: Uh, here's a quick update. Alex Cross is available on DVD from the New York Public Library. Um, now I'd have to put a hold on it. I would be... There are two holds currently on 61 copies. Yep. So I have a pretty good shot Of getting my copy of Alex Cross They know what's gonna go At the, at the public library. Yeah, they, they plan well As far as which ones They request lots of copies of Um, it's I hate this term
2: And I, I don't want to sound like A fucking raging racist For saying <laughs> it But it's It attempts to be urban In a very weird way
1: Oh, I'm in One of my um, favorite kinds of movies, Christine
2: Like, it, it like it, it calls upon weird stereotypes And you're like why are you doing this? Why can't this just be a movie about people? Why does he like, always have to be eating watermelon? Like, I don't care who these people are, what color they are, where they're from. It's a movie about people. What are you doing?
1: Is Alex Cross in the books, is he black?
2: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: I, I don't know, I've never read the book. I've never read that Yeah,
2: because Morgan, you know that Morgan Freeman is him. Oh,
1: right, okay. Yeah,
2: Morgan Freeman's him in the other two movies. Okay. Um, and I always thought, personal opinion, I think other people agree, that he was a little—he was aged up to okay. for like in that oh, casting, like Morgan Freeman was a little too old to well, play so that you, guy. You can get Morgan Freeman, you, you know. But yeah, they were those were less actiony movies. Like I said, they were thrillers, so he didn't have to like chase people and run around and stuff. Um, but yeah,
1: <laughs> Tyler Perry chases people and See, he runs around. I always get, I keep getting Alex Cross and. The Tom Cruise one, which I guess was Jack Reacher. Oh, so I can't bad! See straight because I know both of them were pretty much known for miscasting the title lead action character. Yeah, and I can in my mind, I'm like there of the different movie, uh, which makes it even more weird, I guess. Yeah, um, I've seen either movie.
2: I, I, you know how you say you watch bad movies?
1: Uh, I've been known to say that.
2: I think I do too. I just think I watch different ones.
1: You, you do watch different ones and you're more of a masochist in a way. Like, I It's rare <laughs> that I can watch a really bad movie and not get anything out of it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, when that's the case it's just because it's boring usually. Like, Supergirl kind of felt that way. Yeah. Um, but you, because you watch bad ones that are just so strangely bad.
2: Uh, like, I go in knowing that I'm gonna hate it.
1: But, like, knowing that you're gonna hate <laughs> it but you're going in watching movies like Alex Cross that know- everybody Hated going in, you know. But
2: sometimes things could surprise I, I, you, I, right? I, yeah. Hey, man, I'm <laughs> up for it. It's all good.
1: Is yeah. that anything
2: else, or is that no? That's that's it. I I, um, I don't know why I didn't know this, but apparently, um, Project Runway is on Hulu. Of course it is. But what, what kind of nerd am I not to know that? But I'm. I watch. i have been watching. I guess I'm watching season eleven currently. I forgot how much I really Who Who is that. on season eleven? Oh geez, there's a man called Stan Hudson. Stan Hudson? I don't know, He's yeah. his name's Stanley Hudson, and that's funny because of the character in The Office. Okay. Um, there's also a dude from Austin, like he has a gray handlebar mustache.
1: Oh yeah, oh it's the team challenge one. Oh yeah, team, Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, guess that's a new one. Okay, so, uh, so uh, it, I really it. like that season actually. i it so much. Because I always hate when Project Runway tries to go too gimmicky, because I feel like I just want to see people make pretty clothes. Yeah. Um, and then when they're like, oh, and you have to do it with one arm tied behind your back, I'm like, but now they can't make pretty close. Yeah. Um, but the team challenges at that whole season, I really like because it totally did change what the, like, it changed the dynamics, but it it really brought out different strengths and different characters. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that season.
2: So far, I'm liking it. It's taking up a little bit of my time because those are really long episodes, but.
1: Yeah, they do a lot of 90 minute ones. I think I'm actually okay the season that. might have been 90 minute. If you think about it. Yeah. Um, all right, so... So what about you? All right, And my end, I have some interesting things of note. Okay. Uh, okay, so as I thought I might, I decided to watch on Netflix Instant, uh, Crime d'Amour. Okay. Which is it translates, for those who don't speak French, uh, to Love Crime. Which is I just the, figured
2: that you were going to watch it, so oh, I'm yeah. glad you did.
1: It's the film that um, Passion, which we reviewed last mm-hmm. time was based on uh it's really it was it's the kind of movie i would never watch um on my own or and probably wouldn't have enjoyed that much had i not seen passion it's good it's it uh-huh. a tight little um kind of very similar to passion very kind of cold um somewhat of a character study but a thriller and so on a murder mystery but not a mystery in this uh-huh. very clear what's going on um So it's really, like, without all of the weird quirks of the Pama. Palma. But it's a good film, it's just interesting because it's a very, in a way, simple story and standard storytelling. Whereas, so it's fun to watch that, having seen the De Palma one, because you see what he did where he took, like, okay, this is a really, I like the story, I think I can do a lot with it. And to see what he did with that story, like, where all the De Palma stuff came from, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. The lesbianism is all the pama. The twin shit is all De pama. Uh, all of these weird visual quirks all De pama. Uh the kinky sex, that's all the pama. Like it's just it's a very interesting to compare them like that. So and I think those who like kind of like noirish film will probably like Love Crime on their own. Um, but anybody who watch Passion should definitely watch it just to see cuz it's in it I think it really does show the depama-ness of passion to compare
2: uh-huh. to Love Crime. What would you if I don't know if you remember what you graded. I um, don't. Yeah, I never um, remember any. But what would you grade like, this one? I would would probably, you grade it higher or lower? It's just this different. A higher
1: fi- quality of film grade, but a lower uh-huh. enjoyment grade. Because it's a good movie. Like you're, you know, it's not boring. It moves pretty well. But it just doesn't have any of like the weird funness that I really liked about Passion.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, but it's on instant, so hey Well, I'm glad it. you looked at it It's on my queue, it's yeah. hovering I see I, it every time I sign in
1: I think you would you would get something out of it Certainly um, I had um, See, a lot of TV is ending, so therefore My DVR is like I'm seeing things that I recorded a while back And forgot I had uh, And those include a couple of T- movies that were airing on TCM Mm-hmm. And on the TCM Underground, I always try to keep a watch out for because there's a lot of crazy shit that you can't find elsewhere that just happens to air on cable. Um, so a few things I watched on there include a film from I think 1971 or 73 called uh, "Death by Invitation." It is a. It sounds ominous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's right around the, right when like kind of like the witchcraft stuff became cool again. Um, so you have the framing story is that in like the 1600s a woman was burned as being a witch mm-hmm. and now you know 300 years later she has uh, been kind of reincarnated to take vengeance on the family that uh, did that to her um it's the, writer, the director of the film ended up going on to be a pretty prolific screenwriter. I can't remember what else he did. Um, but this movie, it's, it's very low budget. It's very 70s. It's not particularly good, but it has some really interesting things about it. The lead actress is, is great and is very eerie and interesting. Um, and the score is awesome because it's got that kind of like crazy, jazzy, chaotic sound that sort of reminds me of like repulsion where there's just mm-hmm. beats and all of a sudden there was like a saxophone riff when something crazy's is happening um, so it's not something to really seek out because I'm guessing it's kind of hard to find but if it shows up if it happens to show up I think people that like kind of the witchcraft uh, subgenre um, might find some interest in it hmm. uh, I also watched a movie I'd never heard of but I saw the title and I figured how I can't go wrong with this uh, 1982's Ten Violent Women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't believe it was made in 1982. Like it does not feel like a movie made in 1982. It's just pure exploitation of. I guess there's ten women. I don't know. The characters <laughs> just come and go, and then at one point there's. I get. I'm like trying to count them. I'm like, is that ten? I don't know. Is it like five now and then five that we count later? It's just a very like girl gang movie. Uh, they it's the worst girl gang in the, you've ever met in the world like they really are just terrible at their jobs at being a girl gang um, but they end up in prison at one point and it is the um, like kind of the worst prison in the world as well where I think like my cat could find a way to sneak out of it and my cats <laughs> uh, it's trashy but I, it's pretty trashy I, there's a, a prison the prison warden is this like... Uh, you know, middle-aged woman who walks around in her bra or shirt open, and you know, molests the girls and stuff. Wow! So it's you know, it's our kind of movie, I guess. Is what I'm <laughs> Not very good, but again, there are people who will see the title, and if you see the title, you know what you're getting, and for what that is, it's kind of fun. Uh, I watched on Netflix Instant. This is a horror film, new horror film that's been making the rounds as far as um, people talking about it, and that is a. Ban- I think Mexican horror film called Here Comes the Devil. Okay.
2: I believe I am familiar with this. Okay. it was what a big festival think? darling. I think yeah that,
1: right? yeah. Um, I thought I was gonna love it while watching it because there was some really cool shit going down. Uh, it's a well made film. I like the direction of it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, really cool things done with camera and score. Where the soundtracks really interesting there's some interesting camera decisions um good lead actress uh great kind of subtext of sexuality and stuff but then the movie kind of hits a point where i'm like oh is this where we're going and then it just kind of ends so i was disappointed because i thought the setup and the materials the movie was working with with like with a good cast and with just so much um potential as far as, um, you know, tension between wife and husband, tension between mother and children, between teen, between two teen siblings who are just uh, discovering their bodies and everything. Uh, it presented so much that it could have done a lot with. I don't think it really did in the end, but I, I didn't hate it. I, I, I actually really liked it. I just felt like, ooh, I, I could have loved this movie. And it didn't quite go, I guess, where I really was hoping it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely recommend. it. anybody that, you know, likes kind of, it's a pretty rough movie. It's not, you know, I don't know. They're not like rape and baby Serbian film style. Um, but it gets, it's, you know, it's a pretty rough horror film. Uh, and it's, it's good. It is very good. I just got to the point where I'm like, ooh, this could be really, really good. Yeah. It's you know, just good.
2: Now, you have not seen it, but you've just heard No, it, right? I've heard I've heard a lot about it. I'm, mm. i had to Google. Yeah. Um so if you heard clicking, sorry to see what it would come up as like yeah. what it would look cuz you see, it's streaming. Yes, um it and that's how I identify <laughs> most things <laughs> by what it looks Alex like Cross.
1: unless it's Alex Cross right? and you just see it. Yeah, you
2: know so I needed to see what it looked like. So are you telling me to watch it? I am. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: All right, I'm well. very curious we'll think about. Huh. Uh, also an Instant Watch I watched... well, This is this
2: is the sound of me adding it Because it hasn't been added, I've looked I'm pretty, at it I was
1: going to say, I'm like, you're typing a lot But it's a pretty long title, I guess Yeah. That's me just typing gibberish, <laughs> sorry guys wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's... See, I don't think you can hear mine if I do it No, no I can really. hear it a little oh. bit, it sounds like a mouse typing Aww, Aww. My, my little mouse fingers uh, Another Instant Watch movie I watched Was a I was in the 70s a lot this week The Sinful Nuns of St. Valentine Mm-hmm, that
2: sounds wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, non-sploitation, kind of, I'd say. Okay, I like non-sploitation. I feel like this is a, a better film than non-sploitation generally connotates. Like, it's actually a pretty well-made film. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's shot somewhere in, like, medieval Italy. I guess they spent the budget on time travel. Um, it's the, you know, score is good, the, um, you know, simple story of the spanish inquisition or whatever inquisition it was and young lovers thwarted and evil uh, bishops and evil nuns and boobs and all that stuff uh-huh. uh all huh. The, all the hallmarks yeah not as trashy as i thought slash hoped it would be because mm-hmm. uh, it genu- genuinely was a pretty decent movie so that was that uh, a movie that most people in the world probably have seen by now uh, and I know Erica will be happy to hear me say I watched Frozen oh
2: okay you know I can watch it I just haven't yet
1: uh I think you should yeah yeah I really enjoyed it um, you like the music I love the music I figured I would love the music cause it's Robert Lopez who did Avenue Q mm-hmm. um the music is great it's very it's very Disney music but it's very the lyrics are really clever cause it's you know, it's a very smart writing team. Um, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's really funny. Um, but most importantly, it has really good female characters. Yeah.
2: Really I. Is. You know, um, I, I'm on Tumblr quite a bit. And um, the, the people on Tumblr really like this movie. Yep, yep. So that makes me think that. Um, yeah. it, of course, of course, it has.
1: There's a um.
2: Good female characters like the, and
1: it's there was even a moment where you kind of think something. I'm like, oh, it's really going to turn into being primarily a love story, but no, there's a nice little twist to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, um, it's very much like the main uh, relationship is sisters. Um, so you know, anybody with sisters, I think, can identify quite a bit with it.
2: Oh, so this is going to upset me quite a bit. I
1: don't, I don't know, maybe yeah right. there we. Go. Um, me, like I don't know I don't like I, I have an older sister and you and we, we know we, we get along quite well um, but there was something like I did feel like I connected to the movie very well for the sister mm-hmm. Um but it's really enjoyable and it's really pretty yeah slow, and I'll insane, watch it no man Alan Tudyk does a voice oh fun um, and then the only other things well I didn't watch it but um, our dear friend Fozzie Jason Yes. Uh, has been like for, the, for like probably like the last three years begging me to listen to this podcast called the B-Movies podcast mm-hmm. because they talk a lot about Step Up uh, and I just never did I just every time I would go to uh, touch my phone I would forget but they did a commentary track for Step Up 3D mm-hmm. um, and I felt like I watched it because it was so great because they love the movie as much as I do if <laughs> Um and so and like they really did and thank you Fozzie he'll be very happy to hear I finally listened Um they really did put into words all the reasons why Step Up 3D is not only the best step-up movie, but is also, like, the best movie of all time.
2: Um, I don't agree with you. I like that one a lot, but...
1: I was, well, you know, Step Up to The Streets, was on TV the other day, and I caught the last five minutes, which is always a good thing. So good. If you're going to catch any moments of a Step Up movie, it should be the last five, ten minutes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's good, they're rain dancing, but you know what? They water dance in Step Up 3D, and they 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 light dance, and they slurpy dance, and they do a lot more. Eh, uh, wow. I don't know. Wow. Uh, and then last... Um, this, I mean, I watch this all the, all the time anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference, but oh my god, Christine, did you watch Jeopardy Tournament of the Champions?
2: No. It was just so great.
1: And I just, you know, it, it was a really great, like, series, and, um, you know, congratulations to those, to, to Brad Rutter, who won, to Ken Jennings, who put up a good fight, and so on, but it's been, it was a really exciting Jeopardy Tournament. <laughs> I'm glad that you... I just want that out there. that You enjoyed no, it yeah, so much. Like, it was really exciting to watch. Oh, good. Yeah, you were the Titans of Jeopardy. Yeah, it was Brad Ken and the guy who won seventy-seven thousand dollars on one day of Jeopardy. Isn't it? Was but that wasn't a movie, so I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have brought it up. No, you I should. Think. You should have brought it up. You I felt brought... like I needed to. It doesn't happen every year, okay? Uh, but that's <laughs> the movies. So, are we going to take a break? And which one do you want to start with? The original it's... or the remake? Oh, I think, should we go
2: chronologically?
1: I guess we'll go with the original. We're going to come back for 1986 A's <laughs> Walter Hill's Crossroads.
0: I it and then name the baby Rockin' Roll. Memphis Sim said it. You know the blue got song.
1: so we've got a Texan and a nothing but a blues man from Long Island here eh? (laughs) a talk about 1986's Walter Hill uh, uh, directing and John Fusco who is also the writer on such films as Hidalgo the Babe and the Young Guns movies Uh, and that is their film Crossroads
2: I picked this movie yes you did
1: I did I I this is a movie that I had seen, probably in high school or so. It just it was, you know, a cable staple and such. Um, my my dad was a big fan of it, and I think when he like finally, when he discovered it, he was like, "Oh, you guys all have to see this movie because it's a very uh, blues movie and a very good music movie." Um, would you call this a musical? No. Okay. I. I nor would I. Okay. Um, it, to me, is a uh, trying to think of another movie to compare it to, but music is a huge aspect of the movie. It's a driving force of the movie. Um, there are musical sequences in the movie, but not so much in the way of moving the action and such. They are there because that is yeah. the world we are in.
2: I would liken it to... I'm really going, going out on a limb here, but like A Field of Dreams. It's a baseball movie, and they play baseball in it, but... The movie doesn't center around, like, the big baseball game.
1: Okay. Well, it's interesting you brought up Field of Dreams, which was, uh, 89, which was shortly after this, their closing mm-hmm. time, um, and has a really, in a lot of ways, similar feel of this kind of almost magical realism, if you will. I, I, I can... See what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're taking something, and in both cases, something that's a very American art or sport. You have baseball. You have the blues, uh, and you're giving it this kind of slight, or not slightly. Like in both cases, they are magical. They are supernatural. These things that are happening with the power of baseball or the power of the blues. Um, so with that, why mm-hmm. don't would you like to synopsize? Would you like me to synopsize? Uh, I, I mean, I can try if you want. Why don't you try?
2: Okay, so this movie was about Ralph Macchio. Where's
1: he from? Where's he from, Christine? <laughs> Long Island.
2: Yay! He is, and um, I paused the movie and I said, "He's really from Long Island."
1: He is. He was.
2: And of- then I continued on. I don't know why I felt the need to let everyone know that. But...
1: Well, if I may say, as again, as when Eric is on here, we always agree about this. Anybody from Long Island um, is really proud of whatever random connection we might have to any other. Long Island celebrities. And uh, my Ralph Macchio connection was that my high school AP European history teacher was like Ralph Macchio's neighbor I mm-hmm. or something. Like he knew him as a kid. Um, so, you know, just goes to show if you're from Long Island, you know Ralph Macchio and Tony Danza and Billy Joel.
2: It's true. It's the same with Rhode Island and James Woods.
1: Ah, nice. Nice. Everybody has a
2: story about, <laughs> about seeing him somewhere or him doing something. He's
1: just like the Yeti.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ralph Macchio... Um, from Long Island. From Long Island.
1: Oh, God. Well, um, I'm sorry if my land offends you so much. No, not Long
2: Island. And then yeah, something, the blues, I don't know. Oh, God,
1: fine. So, Ralph Macchio <laughs> is a guitarist named Eugene. Uh, he is young, he's 17, but he is extremely gifted and is at Juilliard. He was advanced to Juilliard before, even before he graduated high school. Uh, he is what you would call a prodigy. Um, however, uh, he, at Juilliard, he's studying classical music. However, Eugene just has this love of the blues and is just obsessed with the blues and wants to be a blues man. There aren't many blues men from Long Island. We'll have you know. Um, so Eugene discovers um, through some microfiche because it's the 80s. Uh, may I say, within the first five minutes, we get cassette tapes, Microfiche and like a really like '80s puffy jacket with the sleeves rolled up. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we I did notice that
1: firmly implanted in the 1980s, folks. Um, so Eugene kind of discovers the famed story of Robert Johnson, which is who is the man who sold his soul to the devil for the mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. Um, and there and starts to kind of investigate and see if there's any mystery to be solved. And there is because there is a missing song that Robert Johnson recorded, but is lost. And Eugene discovers that one of Robert Johnson's friends and, um, bandmates, it was a man named...
2: Um, he's... I, what's his real name? Like, Willie. Willie Brown.
1: <laughs> they call me Willie, Christine. You they really call are me caught
2: me off guard there. I didn't realize I was going to get questioned a during song this. about it, Christine. Uh, or
1: what was his other name? Was what, Blind...
2: Blind Dog, I think.
1: Blind Dog? Blind Boy? Well, they call him Blind Boy insultingly, but... So, Willie Brown... Oh, isn't Ralph Macchio lightning boy, though? He's lightning boy.
2: Wouldn't that be weird to have them both be boy?
1: And it's somehow not racist when you apply it to Ralph Macchio.
2: Oh, I don't even... I'm done with that discussion. Let okay. me just... It's my granola, bar.
1: All right, so we've got... So, Willie Brown is now, mm-hmm. um, you know, in his, like, 70s, 80s, and he's in a retirement home, resting home. But, like, one of the really sad ones were like... But he's not. He's not what?
2: He's not in a retirement home.
1: What he's he in? in? He's in a... Jail. jail. Is that jail?
2: Yes, it is because he has to break him out. But I didn't is, fucking he, understand. I'm like, why can't this man leave? Why is he not allowed to leave? Why are there sirens? Why? Can't, and then he, in some exposition somewhere, he explains that.
1: Well, he, he talks about that. He did, he killed a man. He but, killed a man and he was like in, imprisoned there. But I thought that like he was in jail and then was out and now like, now he's just old and poor. So that's what they, they like. Then why wouldn't he sadly. have been able to leave? Because it's saddle age home. Kind but so they sh- can't. Remember? <laughs> in the 80s, you did not want to be old. I, I thought that see. I said, why can't they leave? Why does
2: he have to sneak them out? Um, why are there sirens? Why is there like a bank robbery bell ringing? Um, and then he explains that he was in some like. In some place where he couldn't leave. He was being held there.
1: OK. All right. I don't remember the details. But point being i'm just saying i was so confused by that i, I was i'm almost positive i'm right <laughs> so eugene uh breaks willie brown out of um imprisoned assisted living facility um and because willie brown is gonna sh- gonna play him teach him the, the that missing song and teach him how to be a blues man and ralph Macchio, eugene has to take him down south and they're just gonna go hoboing christine you want to go hoboing not really. Really? No, really I have don't. Fun? I don't feel like there's
2: any comfortable place to sleep. You heard,
1: like a 15-year-old girl watching this movie, and you played flute and band, and you were pretty good at it, and you were learning saxophone, and thought maybe after college I'll take a few years and go hoboing in South. You didn't. You weren't like thinking that when. No, you were I
2: 15? was a 31-year-old woman watching this and thought, when is this going to end? Wow. So,
1: <laughs> all right. So, I mean. I really briefly wanted to spend a year or two hoboing and- Oh, that's- I yeah, of course you did. I did, yeah. That hasn't happened yet, but I'm still, you know- You're young. I I could do it, I could do it. I remember all the fingerings on the flute. I- I can still play the flute pretty well. That's more
2: than I can say.
1: Yeah. Not very good on the saxophone, but- You have me a flute, you're gonna have music. Not- (laughs) Is that a threat? It might be. It depends on your taste in music, I suppose. Um, so there basically it becomes a road movie where they are hitching and hoboing and going to, you know, making some bucks by going to some clubs and playing. Um, also just sneaking in and, and sleeping in barns. And along the way they meet Jamie Gertz's character, Francis, mm-hmm. um, who is a runaway who is trying to get to LA to, you know, cause that's what you do when you're a runaway. Um... And now, along this, and really, on one hand, they're just kind of hanging and singing. But really, Willie Brown has a destination, and that is that he wants to get back to the... Crossroads. The crossroads! Yeah. Uh, I did watch this movie. Clearly. These are literal crossroads, not the figurative crossroads. No, no, no. no. The next movie we're going to talk about. Actual crossroads. Yeah. So, at these crossroads, um, why does Willie want to get back to these crossroads, Christine? (sighs)
2: Because he made a He made a devil. (laughs) He made a deal. He made
1: a devil. He made a deal,
2: and he is looking to unmake it. Yes.
1: That's exactly how it goes. I'm eloquent as ever. How does one unmake a deal with the devil?
2: Well, much like um, in Futurama, you have to, like, battle the devil or the devil's friend. Mm -hmm. And um, if you win, you can get some stuff.
1: Yeah, like a new car,
2: <laughs> or a year's supply of Turtle Wax. That's basically car. what happened. Yeah. he got a new car, and everything was good.
1: Kind of, kind of. Um, so we do. We get a.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I had oh to
1: Settle down I, there.
2: I couldn't get to the mute button fast enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so yes, we do get to culminate on a. Uh, you're not gonna tell me that the, the 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 step up finale, if you will, of this movie wasn't awesome. Um There's a guitar off, Christina, a guitar off.
2: I found it extraordinarily boring.
1: There was a guy standing in the back corner in a black mesh t-shirt.
2: I did see him. Yeah. I did see him. Um, he, I, I guess he works for the devil. Um,
1: I mean, that's what I would expect the devil. To
2: I would them. think that... No, I was, I was thinking the devil would require something a little more formal. I think it depends on the venue. That's true. This was an informal venue, you're right.
1: Wow, so I am guessing... If I may, again, not great at logic, but I'm going to infer that you didn't like this movie very
2: much. I did not. Ah. Now uh, let's
1: start. First, let's start with Walter Hill. Okay, I like Walter Hill. You like Walter Hill? What do you like of Walter Hill? Like
2: his personality and like
1: his and <laughs> ponies.
2: Um. Um. Let me bring up. Um, let me bring him up because okay. I know. I know there's a lot of stuff I, I haven't seen.
1: Okay, so, uh,
2: Okay, um, I hate to be obvious, but obviously
1: The Warriors. Uh-huh. I've never seen Streets of Fire. Oh, see, I thought, because we covered it way back when on Girls on Film. Yeah, I wasn't on that show. I was shockingly disappointed by it. Really? I, I need to rewatch it, and I can tell you why I was disappointed in it. Um, because, I mean, come on, you have a movie that has Bill Paxton and Rick Moranis in it. hmm I should... Let's well, just say I should really be enjoying that movie. Uh, and I found myself kind of bored. And Gentleman's Guide just reviewed it and gave it like a glowing, glowing review. And I think part of it is I really love musicals, mm-hmm. and I think I went into that thinking it was a like a rock musical. Mm-hmm. And it's really not. The songs there are many songs in it, but they're all just kind of used. Um, I mean, similar in in this way where they're not it's not a musical in the way of we're going to sing a song now and stuff's going to happen. It's more just there's a lot of music in the back while stuff is happening. Yeah. Um, And I think that really threw me and really hurt my first viewing of it. Um, So I,
2: clearly going through this, know way more movies that he's done than movies that I've seen. I think I've seen 48 Hours. I don't remember it. Um, James Remar is in it, I'm pretty sure. Um, But... I haven't seen Brewster's Millions, which I know is kind of weird. Um, I have seen... Where did it go? It's got such an innocuous name. Who is it? Trespass. Trespass is a a movie um, with William Sadler, among many other people in it. I have seen that. Um, I will say that I feel like he makes very male... Heavy films, like sure. they are filled with men yep. doing things that men would do, in in like a very stereotypical way. Like
1: watching sports,
2: um, just like they're like they're cops or they're you know they're hunting or they're they're dudes, man. They're like, and I don't feel like there's anything really for me to hold on to there.
1: Okay, now, did like you,
2: I can't really. Did really you feel to it. that way about this movie? Unless I really liked the blues, I don't know what would be in this movie for me.
1: Interesting. Now, so you don't like the blues, that's your first, uh... Eh,
2: to say I don't like it is ignorant, because I don't really know anything but about the blues, like other than, like...
1: When the music was happening in this movie, because you have quite a few, kind of, everything stops for us to just watch and listen to some blues. Mm-hmm. You, you just didn't care for the music itself? Um, I found myself
2: looking at electronic devices or suddenly needing a snack
1: interesting
2: yeah uh, I don't just like I said, I understand that that's ignorance, but like I don't like this entire genre right. of music, no no, no no, no. Like, but okay, dummy, don't say that, but like I don't connect with it in any way. I don't have any history with it. I've never been drawn to it, um, and I guess this movie really hits that home sure. um, so then you kind of have what you have left is 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 a bit of a road movie like the yeah. the, the the chunk of it is a road movie yeah, I kind it, of a, right?
1: a a buddy a buddy film in a way which was okay it, like i was
2: okay with it but then then you get into this shit real or imagined this shit about the devil and yeah. and i'm like fuck yeah let's make this the whole fucking movie and i guess that says a lot about me like i just want to see deals with the devil i want to see shit go down with the devil and like the devil's buddy who's in a shit ton of stuff whose name i can never remain joe, right? joe morin is the buddy's devil is awesome oh, and so then to great. see then to see the like in their flashback stuff that cps phone flashback stuff to the the, the the devil's buddy you're like awesome and then when he shows up again like in and in, in, like current times are, yeah. you're like fuck yeah the devil's buddy that's just the entire movie that I wanted and
1: but it, I, you can't always get that yeah, Santa, <laughs> and I love um, did you like um, uh, Joe Morton's girlfriend and her frenetic dancing yeah I think I was like I didn't understand what her, her allegiance was I think it was just to the music good point you win this round <laughs> Joe, so Joe Morton who is um, in this case the devil they call scratch and Joe Morton is Scratch's assistant, and he has his own girlfriend or dance partner, what not. And uh-huh. so at the big showdown, which is Ralph Macchio playing the guitar against, um, uh, I didn't write his name down. Steve Vai. Yes, him. Who's um,
2: from Long Island.
1: <laughs> from Long Island, represent. Again, we call it Strong Island, but it's fine, I'll let it go. Uh, but so you've got this like, again, epic guitar off thing. And then in the middle of it, you just have this woman crazy dancing. Yeah, she's she. in her whole body.
2: Honestly, if anything was keeping me watching the screen, it was her. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Because uh, I did start
1: to wander away, and I was like, oh, she's still going. I could have I listened to that guitar off. Like, to me watching it this time, and I've, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I've seen <laughs> it enough to have, you know, remembered. Oh, okay, this is a guitar battle. I was like, oh, man, it's over so quickly. I want more guitar battle. Really? I mean, it was like God. 10 minutes. I'm... I know, it could have been 20 <laughs> like I, I mean, he's just so you've got Steve Vaj, who's wearing tight leather pants, and he's got big, crazy metal hair, and he's uh-huh. playing his guitar, and he's like, he's shaking his head at his guitar, and he's shaking his guitar, and he, he just he looks really intense about it, and I really admire that in my guitar battle. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> and even the devil, I I love so we got Scratch, who I didn't look up that actor, but you you'll recognize it when you see him um I love how he is always smiling in when he's introduced he just has his mouth is a permanent smile and even as he's talking he's smiling until he is not smiling because it's a very key moment when he's not smiling yeah and there's something that's so like the devil just has this like smug little smirk on his face and then you wipe that smirk off his face with the power of your fucking awesome guitar
2: Don't you wish that this entire movie had been about the devil? And like deals, and like the deal with the devil. In a
1: way, yes. I will not argue that. Because (laughs) you have, we haven't talked too much about Frances, the Jamie Gertz character. And I think for good reason. Yeah. She's very superfluous in this film. Except she's really there. She exists for one reason, because it is a very important reason. She gives. Um, Eugene, something really important. What
2: mm-hmm. is that
1: thing? Um, a knife, a gun, her heart. <laughs> well, she gives him her, she gives him her heart and then she breaks his heart. Okay. And point being She oh, she gives him the blues? She gives him the blues,
2: baby. Oh, uh, okay. I was really You
1: can't I just don't... be some Long Island. That's true. A prodigy and expect to be a bluesman. Yeah, because
2: um, that blind dog told us over and over again that he should just call his mom or something.
1: Right. He had to test him. He couldn't just be like, "All right, you're a blues man because you play guitar well." Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more to it, Christine. He's got to learn to live on the road, and part of that also, you know, he's got to get hurt. <laughs> That's true, he has to get hurt. Do you, do you <laughs> want to live in a world where, like, Lars von Trier, oh. had a happy childhood? You
2: make me laugh, young lady. Do
1: you want to live in a world where Michael Haneke, uh, every year for his birthday, was given a puppy, and the puppy grew up happy? Instead so of what it, probably happened, where every year he was given a puppy, and then at the end of the year he, had, he was forced to kill the puppy? Wow, like, so by age 16, he would have had... He had 16 puppy deaths on his hands, and he could do nothing about them except eventually make movies that made you feel as if your puppy was being killed. Yeah. Point being, we need these things in order to have good art. Okay. So you need Understood. to sleep with Jamie Gertz and have her eventually walk away and leave you without her in your little white mirror, mm-hmm. knowing... Yeah. She ain't coming back. Okay, back so the, where you find the blues, Chris, oh,
2: So the reason why she's there is to get him to where he's going.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sure. Okay. Doesn't well, that the, to the me. Mental, 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 mental test. I'm That not to me that's, that's is is, film by any is
2: I I appreciate your reasoning, and I guess if I had paid more attention, I would have realized that as well. But for me, it's just not enough.
1: In, in a way, because I really do think... I love Joe Seneca in this movie. I think mm-hmm. he is a fun, crotchety old man. Oh, he was a little too unlikable at the beginning. Oh, I like it. Because, I mean, I don't know. When I'm old, I'm going to be like that. Oh, you're not? Oh, God, Christine. I saw this woman on the subway the other day. Okay, I like the story this, already. It was so great. She was sitting on the subway. She was old, probably in her, like, 70s, I guess. Um, uh uh-huh. She was sitting there with her bag and an open bottle of either vodka or... oh Wow. And she was just sitting there taking swigs of it and just singing, reading the advertisements and, like, just talking to them. And just completely open bottle, like, no bag around it. She was just having a good time. Um, and I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, when I'm, like, in my 80s and, you know, have, like, nothing to do all day, like, what on some days I'm just going to be like, fucking, I'm just going to ride the subway and drink. Because what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is a cop is like, honey, all right, look, ma'am, we're going to take you home. We're going to have you sleep it off. Like, they're not going to, like, they might put me in jail overnight, but I get to go home mm-hmm. the next day. Like, it just, she, like, decided, it was like she decided she reached a point where she was going to live. And that was, I, th- I think that's one of the
2: best selling points for living in the city.
1: Oh, seriously. It, it was just one of those nights where you just had to smile because you're like, you know what? She's doing it right. She's found a way to do it, and she's doing it right. <laughs> Point being, <laughs> Point um, being. I enjoy a well-done crotchety old man who uh-huh. hates everybody and um, who gives the kid a hard time because he's from Long Island. I found that very amusing. I'm not kidding. I Part of my reason for liking this movie might be all of the Long Island talk. It
2: uh, very well could be.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I really like Jeff Seneca in it. Um, Ralph Macchio, now, it's an interesting... I was trying to figure out um, if he had made this movie before Karate Kid came out or not.
2: This is very much Blue's Karate Kid.
1: Oh god, yes. Yeah, you've got the, you know, older sensei and, and so on. And you and you end with a tournament. Yeah. But what I'm trying to figure out, because this is 86, Karate Kid I think was 84? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really hard to believe that Rolf Macchio's agent after Karate Kid would have been like, yes, this is the project for you
2: Yeah, do this blues
1: movie Yeah, no, like he should have been doing like some, you know, action movie or teen-centric romance thing or something Maybe like, he was really into it He might have been I mean, Like, maybe oh my god, I have to Walter do this yeah. um, I mean, this came off of because Walter Hill after 48 Hours, and this, mostly I remember this because GGTMC just talked about it. After 48 Hours, which was a huge hit, he made Streets of Fire, which was a big budget and was a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I guess, I don't know anything about Brewster's Millions. Was it a hit?
2: I don't know, to be honest with you. A
1: Crossroads was not a hit. Um, it's become certainly a cult film, uh, but mm-hmm. it was, when it came out, I mean, it's, it's a weird movie. It was never meant to be a mass market film. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the audience wasn't there for it. So it was just the kind of thing that nobody on paper should have said, Ralph Macchio, you should do this. Yeah, exactly. I think he's very good in the movie. I think he's, you know, he's he's the right age for it. You believe he's like a 17-year-old kid. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's he's kind of uh, whiny, but he should be. Um, to me, the the weak part of the movie is just the Jamie Gert stuff because it... It does feel unnecessary mm-hmm. until when it's gone and you're like, oh, okay, that's why it was there. But yeah, yeah I, I think it would have been more enjoyable to watch Joe Seneca and Ralph Macchio than to watch the three of them together, I guess. I agree. Yeah. And then it kind of, it goes, the tone is interesting too, and I think that's something Walter Hill, at least the few films I've seen, which is really just the Warriors and Streets of Fire, mm-hmm. um, both of them have that kind of set in its you recognize the world they're in because it's for the most part it's, it's the real world except there's a lot of surrealism to it and there's something... It's very much its own universe. Mm-hmm. And this movie is that, but it takes a while to reveal it.
2: Yeah. I wish... I guess, I guess that's my my gripe, I, right? Um, I, I just wanted that to be the entirety of the film.
1: Because you have the hints of it in the very beginning with kind of yeah. a framing device. You have... Like even when they're like caught by the cops or sleeping in the barn, there's something Mm -hmm. about that scene that just feels really loaded and like really ominous. Like something terrible is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, it's still a pretty straight movie until we get to the crossroads and all of a sudden it's the devil. Yep. But I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe it could have been done. one way or the other more strongly like if it had been straight realistic movie until all of a sudden we're at the crossroads and now everything is a different world Mm -hmm. or if it had just had more drops that would have been cool yeah or i think the other way could have been more drops of this fantasy world throughout um and as a result yeah maybe the tone is kind of off i guess Mm -hmm. um you know you have like francis talking about her stepfather has clearly been like sexually abusing her, but she doesn't say that. Like, there's something. Yeah, they cut away. Like, yeah, and it's. I'm guessing this was PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Right about that. Eighty six would have been. It could have been PG
2: thirteen at that point. I navigated away uh, to R look Ralph R- Macchio's R- picture.
1: R, which is strange because it. It didn't have to be rated R. No, it did not. I can't even imagine why. Maybe there's language in it. He's, I think he drops the F bomb once. I don't He's know. He like, said he swears a lot at the beginning. That's view, Parents Guide. Content Advisory. Um implied sex between two teens. Well yeah, but they cut away from it very specifically. Yeah. it's if we're it's gonna not, talk about that, we'll talk about crossroads. It's not Spears like version next graphic grinding or anything No, there's no nudity um, wow, it's really funny to read the IMDB I've never read this part of IMDB the um, like parental guidance part where they go into really detail teenage runaway girl goes to motel room with middle aged man for purposes which are not made explicit man takes shower, nothing visible while girl begins to undress in bedroom, nothing visible instead girl robs man of money and car yeah, our rating yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's weird two F words oh, they tell you exactly where they fall um, yeah, there's two f words, and then the other curse words are shit, ass, damn, goddamn, bastard, bitch, son of a bitch, in hell. Yeah, um, this is such an unnecessary r. Yeah. Uh, well, the blues, man. Oh, and apparently, Kajolamak um, on IMDb, who contributed to this, even made a content, uh, a, a comment of. Well first let me let me um, recap the frightening intense scenes. This is for the kids at home if you're worried about watching this movie. Devil, quote unquote parentheses, just a well-dressed guy acting evil in a polite way. <laughs> Might it's be true. too much for really sensitive young kids. Steve Vajvi playing guitar in full possessed by evil mode, more likely to be too much for real young kids. Our rating doesn't really make yeah. sense. Should be PG-13. Said. He's shredding pretty hard. Yeah, it's it's a very unnecessary R. Like, more mm-hmm. so than any film I can think of in recent times. Because um, I, I can't imagine why you could not show this to your teenage daughter who kind of wants to take a year to play the blues in the South.
2: Not like. I do, I do, did you not see the look on my face? I apologize.
1: Uh, shockingly, I didn't. There's, there must be something wrong with my microphone.
2: Oh, um, but if you read the storyline section of IMDb, um. <clears throat> I just lost it. That was much less dramatic than it should have been. Oh, okay. Um, he asked the legendary blues musician um, to really learn, like, I Willie Brown to help him. I have read the wrong sentence. This is a mess. He asked the legendary blues musician Willie Brown to help him, but Willie demands to free him from the old people's prison first.
1: But is it old people's prison or is it like, I'm old, I'm in a prison, I feel like no, I'm in a prison. No, it's
2: a prison for old people. I swear to you, He's go back and watch so it. Relaxed. How did
1: Rolko I know? The that's why I was without
2: any like. Exactly, I was so fucking confused, and he could roam from room to room.
1: Yeah, that's why. I'm
2: Very saying, confusing. I it was just
1: a, a, a figurative way of saying. sheep Cheap nursing homes are like prisons.
2: Nope.
1: Um, I would like to share a few while we're on the subject of IMDb. A few IMDb trivia bits. Um, that Steve Vai wrote two tracks on the soundtrack, plus he wrote and performed every air guitar solo for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. Uh, now this was bugging me, because in the movie now, Ralph Naccio, um, walks around with a, he trades in his, like, wooden guitar for a, uh, electric... His uh, wooden guitar? Isn't that what guitars are made out of? His, his acoustic guitar? <laughs> it's made out of wood, right? But are other guitars made out of wood? Well, the one that he gets isn't made out of wood, right? What's it made out of? Um, it was made out of a, well, it had a polyurethane finish. But isn't it made out of wood? The one that he, the, the, the triangle one isn't wood. Listeners, what are guitars made Oh, no, like acoustic guitars are, are wood, but the one that he had when he's walking around plugging it into shit isn't wood. Oh, tap furiously all you want.
2: Oh, I s- just so you guys know, <laughs> I spelled guitars wrong. Um, the majority of material compri- comprising a modern guitar is still wood.
1: Okay. Well,
2: sometimes well. they're made of brass, but that I was worried because he's guitar. walking
1: around with it and it's got a thing that he plugs it into. Um, and like, he has a little amp. <laughs> yeah, it's raining really hard, and I'm like, oh my god, that's going to damage his instrument so much. Well, I think that's true. No, no, I am to be trivia. The Fender Telecaster he carries along his hobo track is a <laughs> CBS Fender with block lettering on the headstock. Very realistic for the film because not only were they affordable and easy to acquire, their heavy polyurethane finish made them near impervious to the tests of the road. As seen with Macchio and Seneca are walking through the rain, sleeping in barns, abandoned shacks, and the outdoors.
2: What did the poly- What was the polyurethane covering, though?
1: Polyurethane covering.
2: But what was it covering?
1: The guitar
2: but what was the material
1: that the, it was covering? The the fender? Oh, my. I think it might be wood. Okay, musicians out there who didn't... Who, like, musicians not like me who played the flute. Like, musicians who played <laughs> cool instruments. tell us what would be. I played the spoons. You could also ask Brandon, but he's all the way in the other room, and I shouldn't <laughs> shout. I'm sick. <laughs> all right, don't, don't
2: strain your voice.
1: Oh, yeah, we didn't explain that to listeners. If... Christine sounds distant because she has a headache, and I, if I sound like a 10-year-old boy, it's because I have allergies. So. Mm-hmm. Please All excuse I us see. for that. Um, but yeah, apparently you could cover that instrument with snow, plug it in, and it would play perfectly. So I appreciated the um, attention to detail.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, okay, this movie did that. I agree.
1: Uh, IMDb did piss me off, though, with a later bit of trivia. Uh, <clears throat> Lightning Boy <laughs> claims that he came from Long Island. The same city where Steve Vai, the Devil's guitarist, was born. Okay. Do you hear anything wrong with that sentence? Wait, read it again. Lightning Boy claims that he came. Claims? (laughs) Yes. Well, that's part of it. Lightning (laughs) Boy claims that he came from Long Island, the same city where Steve (laughs) Vai was born. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with that? The the, the city of Long Long Island. It's not a fucking city. There's a no city that's not in Long Island. It's
2: Long in- Island City is right next to Astoria where exactly. I used to live. Yeah,
1: it's it's technically not Long Island. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. It's Queens. There's no, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're both from the same town. Long Island. No, get it right. You know, the city of Long Island. Yeah. God. What town was Steve Vi born in? He claims he's from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was hung up on that.
1: That is kind of bothersome now. <laughs> um, I got to see where Steve Vi... Was born in. They don't say what city, they just say Long Island. Way to fucking confuse people, IMDb. Yeah, I don't think people understand
2: that. No, it's really. Because cr- people don't think Queens is New, is New York. Yeah, yeah. I.
1: No, I gotta. <laughs> ugh. We gotta track some shit down. I'll do that during the break. Uh, point being, um, lots of Long Island representation in this film, and I appreciate that. But you do appreciate the movie. Um. I, that's a bold statement. Okay. But is it a true statement? Yes. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sorry. See, I, I mean, I, I love the, I mean, I, I like the blues. I certainly, when I hear good blues, I'm, I'm happy and not bluesy. You're not Uh, sad. And I find the music in this great. I find every musical sequence. I'm like I said, I can, can go on longer for me. Um, You get especially there's that great like reveal for Willie because for a while like you're not entirely sure that he's telling the truth about all of that.
2: Mm-hmm. They try to present it to you like
1: that. Yeah, so then when yeah. you do get him like playing the harmonica a little bit, but then you get him calming down a bar by playing his own song, and like everybody in the bar is like, "Oh, it's Willie Brown," and it's I I mean that moment just has me smiling and bopping my head and moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. Good fucking music, I thought. Yeah. I, I like the tone. I like the again to me. It's it's similar to Field of Dreams, which is which is a movie that I love because I kind of just um, like the um, like mild boldness of. Telling what seems to be a pretty straightforward story, but then kind of weaving in these very supernatural elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it totally works for me, but that's also my kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so do you have more that you would like to say about it?
2: Nope.
1: Wow. So uh, would you, what would you <laughs> give this movie as a... I didn't mean to sound so shitty when I no, said no, 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 that. No, 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 Hey, we've, we have both picked films that the other one hasn't liked. I didn't, I, didn't dis- oh, I didn't It sounds dis- like you did I mean it sounds like you didn't enjoy it and be honest I'm, I'm not gonna cry Oh <laughs> that was there. so funny Oh it that. sounds like you did It sounds like you are lying to me Christine Just tell me how much you hated a fucking movie Just tell me Go Are we rating it? Yeah Go ahead, okay. Give it a three You know you want to What is the
2: um, It's quality of film quality First Quality of film comes first um, For quality of film I would probably give it a six Okay it wasn't a bad like there was one thing that really bothered me like at the beginning it was really obvious when they were in the hospital um, all the nurses shoes made very very loud clicking noises Um, they were all wearing proper nursing shoes they wouldn't have made clicking noises Ah. it was really loud it was louder than some of the (laughs) dialogue. it was very distracting I did not notice that so um, that's the thing I will say but other than that I thought it
1: was like a well done movie Okay. Um. I. I think it's a much better movie than that score for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean. I do think it. It drags a little in the middle. Um. But I think that's there. So for such a good reason. So I'm gonna go seven point five for quality of film. Okay. And now quality of enjoyment. I am gonna give it a four point five. Oh, okay. Understood. I'm gonna go eight point two five. <laughs> you liked it so much it made me want to hobo christine it made me want to. it hobo. did it, it that did. says a lot it does i mean not every movie makes me want to hobo um <laughs> well now that i say that, that sounds
2: like a sex act
1: <laughs> what would a, what would a hobo be is a...
2: i don't know and i don't want to think about yeah. it. it it sounds like it would be gross stick. it would maybe involve poop i don't know where does the <laughs> wow! <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm I'll, I'll send
1: you some links. Oh, please don't. No. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless they're like I don't know, Crossroads-inspired porn because that might be interesting to me.
2: Wait, which Crossroads?
1: Is crossroads right? Oh my God! Well, there must be the other Crossroads porn. Well, all all girl on girl. Porn, it's the other crossroads porn. Okay, we have to get there because, folks, we're, we're going to have a lot to say about that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back to talk about 2001's
2: crossroads. Yes.
1: two full pages of notes on this movie
2: oh wow well if i took notes i
1: might have notes um i have things to say there's much to say about 2002 i might have said one i lied 2002's crossroads written by did you catch that um i don't know who that is oh uh written by shonda rhimes do I know who that is? Why don't I know I'm who sure that is? I'm sure you do. I actually don't watch her stuff, but she is pretty much the most powerful woman in TV. She oh my the God. the runner of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. Scandal yep. private practice. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Now I tried watching uh, Grey's Anatomy just out of curiosity one day. I lasted 10 minutes before I wanted to kill myself and everybody on screen. But mm-hmm. um, I've never watched Scandal. Everybody tells me I should. But then I think back to those 10 minutes that I wanted to die. Um, but who knows? I mean, she, it's... She's been very, um, again, having not watched her shows, I appreciate that there is a female showrunner who has put a lot of uh, actors of different colors and everything else on TV. I think is right, and that in itself is admirable.
2: Um, I've seen introducing Dorothy Danridge, and oh. she wrote that. How was that? I'm good. And I've seen Princess Diaries too, Royal Engagement. Oh, well then.
1: <laughs> so I've almost seen all of her stuff that wasn't television. Oh, And directed by Tamara Davis, who, um, lots of TV stuff, lots of music videos, but also fucking Billy Madison.
2: Yeah, I think that's what stood out to me. I only glanced at it, to be honest with you. I knew that name.
1: Right, right, yeah.
2: Um, I think that's what, I was like, huh.
1: I yeah. feel like I should know who that person is. Um, I love Billy Madison. I don't know if I should love it. I don't know if it's just nostalgia that makes me love it. But. I was going to ask if you have nostalgia for it because I saw it in
2: the theater, which was probably a little inappropriate. I was kind of young.
1: Okay. I saw it, and in, I, in I remember on the 10th grade band trip.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I was a little older, but I just, so therefore the jokes are still funny to me, but I don't know if they, because I've been debating making Brandon watch it because I don't think he's ever seen it. Or am I worried mm-hmm. about that? I might be thinking of Wedding Singer. But, like, I don't know. I'm like, it might be terrible. I'm not sure. Like, I would never ask you to watch Little Nicky because that's a terrible movie. Yeah,
2: I don't like Little Nicky either. I, I remember there being some pretty good okay. moments in Billy Madison. So. Right. One of these
1: days. Um, and so we have from 2002, the menu includes, like, Star Wipes, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTV films produced. Um, Trevor Jones did the music. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Trevor? what else Trevor Jones did the music to? No, What? God, now I have to double-check this to make no, sure. No, what? Tell crazy. me. Um, 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 I just don't want to say it and be wrong. Because if I'm wrong, then I should get shot in the face and then repatched together. Don't um, say in that a way, No, myself. in a way where I totally su- survive and I'm okay, but that, like, I will live forever, um, regretting many decisions of my making. Yeah, he did the music for Labyrinth. Okay. Yeah. No, he did <laughs> I, did not, I did not know that. He did that. the music for Labyrinth. Um, so anyway, that's exciting. That is uh, exciting. Yeah, um, I meant to look this up. There is one actor in the opening credits who is credited with his name in parentheses, and it's very confusing. I saw that too. Yeah, David parentheses Gruber Allen. I don't know what that means. Is Gruber his name? What's I don't name? know. David Gruber Allen. I meant. To He's credited on IMDb as, as just Allen. Dave as Dave Allen. But then and then, but it's also like David uh, quote. Gruber Allen Yeah as I don't know Maybe Maybe
2: he used to Maybe he was His guild
1: Registration Was as that I don't think You can have Parentheses in your name
2: But you know I'm probably wrong And I I hope that Everyone corrects me But you know how Sometimes especially Like gaffers And best boys Will
1: have like parenthesis, parenthetical names. Have I not told you how anytime we're watching a movie, like, Brad and I, if we're, we're going to watch the end credits, like, if it's, like, at a theater, we always, like, try to do a count of how many, like, gaff names we're going to get.
2: Yeah, so, so you know, like, you know, Ricky Blueboy Jones. Right, um, Johnny Sparky Smith. So, you know that that's a thing, and that's because, like, no. that's, that's their guild name. But that's they, how they registered for their guild the stuff.
1: Parentheses, they don't use parentheses for that. They use yeah, they do. No, no, they don't. Lip no, you're right. And... You're right. No, I was I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was totally agreeing. With you. I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah, not. Gonna no, smile. it's bothered. It's it's very strange. And so um, yeah, yeah, I'm. I i do not know. Yeah, just and it was very distracting for the first five minutes of this movie. Um, shocking that it was distracting me from Britney Spears in pink underwear and a cowgirl hat, um, singing in her underwear or lip syncing to. What was she singing? Do you remember? It's like a Madonna song or something, um, but she's just like, like a virgin. It should have been. Was it? I don't, think I don't so. remember. I don't think it there's that so awesome. much fucking music in this movie. There's so much music, but it's like this is your typical like I'm just a girl. I sing in my hairbrush, but it's not a hairbrush. It's like a curling iron or something cheesy. I think it's a spoon. It might be. A spoon. Why did she, she have was, a spoon in her bedroom? She was eating like, cereal was before spoon. graduation. I guess.
2: Okay, so Britney Spears eating cereal before graduation. She goes to graduation, she graduates, and she goes on a road trip with Zoe Saldana. Who the fuck knew she was in this movie? <laughs> right? I didn't know she was in this a- movie.
1: And Taryn Manning. Yeah, than I did, I did tuk- know she was in it.
2: Yeah. It's- I don't know, because Taryn Manning was on my radar when this movie came out, for whatever reason. Eight Mile, maybe? Probably. Eight
1: Mile, eight mile? am I right? Well, or hustle and she's in Eight Mile, isn't she? I'm thinking of Hustle and Flow. And you might be thinking of Brittany Murphy.
2: Oh, well, Brittany- that oh shit. Voice. That would be embarrassing. Well, they both no, she's an 8, eight Mile.
1: I don't know. I, I, I Okay.
2: I never saw 8 Mile. Um, but I, I knew who she was. I don't think I knew who Zoe
1: Saldana was, so I don't think... Oh, because you hadn't seen Center Stage.
2: I don't know what that is.
1: It's amazing. It's a dance movie. It's amazing.
2: Who knew? I mean, she she was in camera, this, like, this young adult
1: movie. Yeah, um... The best thing about this movie, well, there's a lot of best things Wait, about but this. everybody knows what this movie's about, right? Oh, you, you just gave it. Road trip with friends.
2: Like, like, estranged friends who, you know, things aren't going right in all of their lives, so they kind of find find each other again to, to dig up a, a time capsule, and, and they decide to go on this road trip, and they reconnect, and all this stuff happens
1: right now they were best friends when they were like eight years old and yeah and, you know high school man it drives everybody apart just like the brats movie like you can't have more than one interest um so uh karen manning uh who's kit or mimi I kept getting the character. she's mimi okay so mimi um is kind of like your trailer trashy girl who gets pregnant mm-hmm. who gets mm-hmm. pregnant we'll get back to that
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's kind of amazing um Zoe Saldana is kit, and she gets popular and engaged, right? That's her. Yeah. Town. So she wants to, so that's that. And then Britney Spears is the valedictorian who's also like a music prodigy, but not quite like Ralph Macchio caliber.
2: Yeah. And her dad's totally not into it. She's so going to go get it. Dan Aykroyd do- has standards for his daughter. Dan Aykroyd doesn't want her to Dan do Aykroyd music. Dan
1: wants his little girl to be a doctor.
2: But hey, give him a break, teacher who's giving him a dirty look. I'm all he has. That's what she says.
1: She does. Now, <clears throat> Britney Spears, it opens like it's graduation day, so Britney Spears is valedictorian, of course. Um, I think it was an interesting choice to make her not be the trashy one. I feel like it was very conscious. Oh, God, I think it was, well, no, oh, everything about this movie was conscious in that Britney Spears in 2000 of t- 2002 uh, was <laughs> at the height of her, her pop with yeah. young girl still. And this is still when Britney is a virgin, everybody, in real life at this time. She may be (laughs) with JTT. JT. 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 Yeah. Um, I don't know his middle name. You just said Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He totally dates. (laughs) Did they not date? Oh, I Um, hope they did. This is when she's with Justin Timberlake and when has, like, gone on record of saying how she's waiting to to have sex until she's married. Um, It's that period of time when, you know... Uh every like boys and men masturbate to Britney Spears, but parents let their daughters buy her C D because she's not, you know, really giving a bad message. She's just dressing, you know, in, in ways that make daddy uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> but she was at this point very like, I'm what a positive em- role model for little girls and I am not having sex. I think that was her, like, platform. Yeah, because that's what it takes to be a positive role model. Oh, obviously. Keep your legs closed, yep, girl. Yep, yep, <laughs> So, yeah, you would have to have her play the good girl. And basically, they. But even in reality, in- she's the tri- oh, That's so no, evil to but say. But she's two- closer, two- closer two- to the other not character. Not in 2002, darling. In but 2002- she still was. Well. This she was always a oh, dummy. This is what's amazing about this movie, is that. It is obviously much like glitter. This movie is a vehicle for Britney Spears. Oh my! Was Britney Spears wants to make a movie, uh, her team wants her to make a movie. Let's find the right project for her. Let's. So we're gonna. You know, we just have to build it around her. We can't. We're not just gonna drop her in a movie. Mm-hmm. We need a movie that's going to be, you know, PG or PG thirteen. We can't go more than that. Um, we need Britney. You know, she'll take some. Like, excuse me, I'm sniffing pardon me okay we're good allergies cleared okay um i'm apparently allergic to talking about britney spears in the early 21st century (laughs) oh no this is gonna be dangerous so they needed a movie where she is the protagonist the heroine to young girls where she has to have a handsome love interest where she gets to sing and dance because she's britney spears
2: (laughs) oh my god Um, i started choking
1: (laughs) exactly but you know she also um you know we can't have we're not gonna make her stretch too much like we're not going to have her play a hooker because right now just, she's just dipping her toes in, in the movie. Mm-hmm, we're going mm-hmm. to have her play a character from the South so that she doesn't have to work on her accent. She can just talk her normal way. Um, it's so crafted around her. <laughs> they really, they lobbed her a softball with yeah, this one. Even to the point where, okay, your character is a valedictorian. Cause you know, Oh, look, she's smart. That's great. Um, but she's also a, a musician. Now the, my favorite I, I'm going to say this a lot about what my favorite part is. I think my favorite part is that the whole impetus for this road trip, um, there's really three. Britney Spears wants to go meet her birth mother. We'll get mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe Saldana wants to go see her fiancé. Mm-hmm. And Taryn Manning wants to go to L.A. because there's some competition to get a record contract. Because Taryn Manning wants to be a singer. Yes. Poor little pregnant Taryn Manning wants to be a singer, and this is her dream. Well, guys, guess who gets all the songs and the presumed record contract in this movie? I know. I really
2: don't even know why they bothered with all that pretense.
1: It's, it's offensive <laughs> in so many ways. Because it really is just... I mean, they give they say it about Britney Spears early on in the movie that, like, oh, no, she really does love music and she wants to be a musician, but pressure and everything. But it's like, yeah, but she still is taking that dream away from Darren Manning. <laughs> throughout
2: the movie yeah but i mean it's not presented to us that way because like when they go and do um the karaoke like she she yeah she freezes up and she's like i can't do it you have to do it
1: also i have never heard such a boring rendition of i love rock and roll oh my god it's awful i mean it's very britney spears britney spears is a i'm sure in concert she's really fun because she can dance um but she's not a good singer she does that like Trouty Vice thing. That was my Captain thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Same difference. <clears throat> where she just always sounds auto-tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no personality to her voice. And the whole thing, it's like, yeah, they have to go to a karaoke bar to, to get money. And by the way, Midwest, yeah. you're just going to find karaoke bars that have these kind of competitions. They, awesome. were, they were in New Orleans. Oh yeah, where karaoke bars are always like, hey, come perform and we'll give you 300 bucks to... You- Oh no 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 not three hundred bucks. Do you remember they
2: barely had any money? Oh it's gonna be tight and then the shit goes down with the car. Right. So they have to pay for the car to get fixed, and then they start plant staying in really nice hotels. I didn't so like- they yeah. got
1: they got thousands of dollars. It's a seventy three Buick. Like that thing is guzzling gas, folks. and, and like thousands of dollars yes. they stay
2: in a super nice hotel in new orleans they eat out of the mini bar they they end up in in like when they get to arizona they're in a nice hotel there it's nice hotel after nice hotel after nice hotel thousands yeah, of dollars they got quite
1: well you know what screw my hoboing there I'm you go I'm gonna
2: go karaoke across the sing sing a boring version of a joan jett song in new orleans and thousands of dollars
1: and it's because it's so the kind of movie where it's so clean cut and clean and you have like even Taryn Manning and she, like, she's cute in it like I, I I really like Taryn Manning and I think she does manage to have personality despite yeah. this awful movie um but like they're all so clean and Britney Spears has like a little her little like poodle curls in in her little like belly shirt oh she wears that's my other favorite thing about this movie oh man I should drink you guys can drink every time I say my favorite thing about this movie um <laughs> They're presenting her as this, like, dork who dresses very conservatively. No, guys, just because you wear pink doesn't mean it's conservative. If you're wearing a pink sweater that buttons down to your bra and a skirt that comes an inch underneath your vagina and a belly shirt all in one, just because it's pink doesn't mean it's conservative. Yeah, um, she wears a lot of pink. Um, but it's, like, they try to make it pink, that, meaning, like, virginal and innocent and good girl. But she's showing more skin than, like, I don't know, Pamela Anderson at on Baywatch.
2: She's showing a lot of skin. Um, another thing I think it, it behooves us to mention is um, how many outfits did they bring?
1: Oh, my God, right?
2: They, I... I clocked how many times they changed clothes. They were constantly changing clothes. If I had one suitcase, you better believe you would see me in the same two pairs of pants and four shirts. Yep. Yeah. Where, where are they? Like, different accessories and stuff? What are they? Yeah, they all have different
1: earrings. Zoe Saldana brought her rollers. Yep. And then her hair wasn't even curly. Explain no. that one to me, uh, editor. Some yeah, I don't know. It's It's, yeah. It's, it's... I mean, this is, but at the same time, this is made for like the girls who shop at like Contempo, if that's still a store, I don't know if it is. Um, (laughs) It was when I was a teenager. Um, You know, the girls who, uh, like Chapstick for them is, um, oh my God, I'm so old, I can't even remember the name. What was the name of the, the like lip gloss that was like Dr. Pepper flavored?
2: Oh, I don't know. It was know.
1: always sparkly. Dr.
2: Pepper, they make Dr. Pepper flavored lip gloss. Right, but
1: it was like a specific brand that was targeted at like teenage girls during the Britney era.
2: Oh, I don't remember. I don't
1: know, but it's, it's you know, again, this movie has an audience. That's fine. Um, But, so, more things about the movie. Uh, a young Justin Long. For a few minutes, yes. Now, he plays Britney's <laughs> friend i think or boyfriend i can't remember if they're actually boyfriend girlfriend or if they just want to have sex they're friends they're just friends okay and it's like they're gonna have sex on prom night um but britney then is like i don't know it doesn't feel right so we're like okay right because britney's a virgin so then they go on this road trip how long do you think the road trip is they drove across the country okay so it's like two weeks it's it's a while yeah All right, so it's long enough for a girl who's supposed to be like virginal and 18 and you know doesn't is like very very virginal like i say that as in you know she's a virgin uh, (laughs) but seems also very like because she wants it to be right and then this the dude so okay you think they knew each other for like two weeks i thought okay i think she's down to fuck
2: I don't think that's the problem. I think that she just has that really weird little girl princess mentality of, like, it's got to be special and it's yeah. got to mean something. So she wasn't into Justin Long. They were just friends. So I, I honestly think that she, like, because okay. the dude, I can't remember his name. I was just looking his at him. His name in real
1: life is Anson Mount. He's, he's hot. Uh, look so, a girl. His IMDb photos are hilarious. He's on Hell on
2: Wheels now, and it makes me really want to watch that show. Um, I don't like this. I'm into him, but um, she, he's a hot guy. He seems really nice. He like writes her a song. He, and he, ent- he entertains her ridiculous poetry. So of course she's going to bone him.
1: Um, do we, so should we talk about the song? Yes, please. Okay, well, it's not first of all, it starts as a poem. I'll have you know. Yes, yeah, she's always writing poems she's guys. She's writing in her journal and she writes a poem, and he's like, "Read me your poem." And she's like, "I'm not a girl, not yet a woman all i need is time a moment that is mine to find my i used to know this song actually Mm -hmm. um okay now i a moment that is mine i can't can't remember uh, yeah uh that song was like already out when this movie came out yep and the movie treats it as though she has stumbled upon like the best of sylvia plath poetry ever written um and that's Like, how was anybody supposed to watch this with a straight face as she reads the lyrics to a really shitty song and then he magically puts it to music and it's like, bam, do you right now, baby. You're going to win that record contract so hard. Um, Yeah, it's that, again, third favorite aspect of that movie, maybe. Uh, Not true because we haven't gotten to the real favorite one that will, okay. In time. What is that uh, one? Uh, well, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna build up to it because I want to first go with um another little thing that made me really excited was one of Zoe Saldana's friends. I'm like, is that April the Robot from Buffy? <laughs> that is April the Robot. Oh man, she did look yep. totally familiar. Yep. I know exactly who you mean. So that was April. That was exciting. Uh, plenty. Um, and anybody was worried about where the budget was coming. We had product sponsorship from Cheetos, from Waffle yep. House. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you knew this, but in the Midwest, in addition to karaoke bars, you know what they don't have is Coca Cola. I think where no, am I hey, you have that reversed? It's it's tends to be Pepsi down here. Well, however remember, Christine, Britney Spears only advertised for Pepsi.
2: I know, but it really does tend yeah, to be no, Pepsi. Yeah, no, but there's no <laughs> Coca Cola product in
1: this movie. There is, however, a copious amount of Pepsi. Um Pepsi is better. Well, I, I don't drink Coke either way, so uh, the, <laughs> let's see um, other favorite moments that I'm going to build up to I actually have, yeah, my god, there are so many um, I, yeah, the karaoke scene I wrote in my notes, should I be uncomfortable watching this? Why? Because she's dressed really skanky, in like an aggressive skanky way, but she still has like the blank Britney eyes and like, she's still supposed to be like sunny, innocent girl but they're singing in a bar and there's all these Bar folks that are like really ready to just tear their clothes off, but there's I there's nothing sexy about it. I don't know. It just felt very awkward all around. It's
2: awkward. It's not sexy. It's boring. It's a really awesome um, like fist pump and song that is rendered completely. It is lifeless. Absolutely. It's just exactly. It's lifeless. It's neutered. And then she's she doesn't look comfortable, and she she really doesn't seem engaged at
1: all yeah well it's i mean we talked about this a little bit with foxfire because it it was similar to me the way um what's her name jenny uh uh the model oh yeah i can't remember her name he was the character yeah I, i can't remember jenny shimizu i think um she had that similar thing where you could tell she wasn't an actor and she didn't confidently deliver her dialogue. She never seemed to be talking to anybody. And you get that here. You have like Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning know what they're doing. They're cute. They come, <clears throat> they get the job done, but anytime they have to talk to Britney Spears, Britney Spears has to talk to anybody. It just doesn't really feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah. It doesn't quite feel like that. Um, even, you know, we can only have so many songs of the girls singing along to a song in the car together. Doesn't always sell it, you know. I feel like a woman. Bye, bye, bye. Whatever it's gonna be.
2: It's so weird. Uh, it was a, It was. It was weird that anybody thought that this was a good idea.
1: Um, a- another great on-the-nose line is when Brittany is first reading to <coughs> Anson Mount her poem, and she says to him, "You can't laugh." How. Why would you write that in a movie where you know 80% of your audience is going to laugh as soon as they hear, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman?
2: Oh, God. And they couldn't, like, just have tried a little bit harder to have something poetic. (laughs) There's nothing poetic about that song to begin with than to present it like a poem that somebody was scrawling in a notebook.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the song feels like in a way because it's not very (laughs) good. Um, Now, should we talk about... Uh, I'm still saving the, my big reveal of my favorite moment. Um, but another one. So, Kim Cattrall.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so, again, all the three girls have the thing they're they're going to do. And for Brittany, it's that she wants to go meet her mother, who left her when she was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom is played by Kim Cattrall. Yes. Who apparently was filming this on a lunch break during Sex in the City, is what I'm guessing. Yes. Um... So Brittany shows up at her mom's house, hasn't seen the woman in 15 years, mm-hmm. she knocks on the door, Kim Cattrall opens, and she says, it's me, mama, which seems like a weird thing to say to a woman who you haven't seen in 15 years, but, or 10 years, I guess. Um, so it's, a, it's awkward. You know, Kim Cattrall is like, okay, come in, sit down. Uh, uh, okay. Um, we, we have to talk. Cut to next scene. Yeah, yeah the Girls are hanging out and Britney Spears walks in and starts sobbing and she's like, my mother told me that she didn't want me and she was going to have an abortion and that I was a mistake. It, I, that that sticks
2: out for me, too. It was really weird.
1: Now, there have to be a lot of fan theories as to why we didn't actually see this scene. Um, I feel like I have many theories. Do you have any theories for why? Um
2: jeez I didn't I honestly didn't give it that much thought I was just like wow that was a strange decision
1: so blatantly like <laughs> wait why would you cut away from like what might be the biggest dramatic moment of what your film is supposed to be yeah it's all about this <clears throat> sure we have the other characters and their moments are going to come um but really we have like Britney Spears as our lead and it's supposed to be about her finding her mother and learning who she is in a way yeah and just took away the scene that kind of explained that Um, so a couple of theories one is that they realized they could not get Britney Spears to act well enough in a scene like that Uh so it was easier to then just cut to her crying than it would be for her to react to such news Um, two being maybe they just felt like I don't know maybe we don't really want to see Kim Cattrall say these things because it will really hurt Britney and it will hurt the audience or maybe Kim Cattrall was like read the script she's like fuck no guys I'm out of here I have to go back and I have a sex scene to film. Like, just no. It just feels so bizarre that they would cut that scene. Yeah,
2: maybe they wanted to keep it from, I mean, although, I was going to say, maybe they wanted to keep it from being too... Too dark. Too dark, but, I mean, she basically just repeats it. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think we're getting there. We have the reveal of... Um, uh, okay. yeah, but I keep remember, trying to think of her character name, but Taryn Manning, the Earth's reveal... That she she is pregnant, but she is pregnant with a rape baby. She's
1: pregnant with a rape baby. She talks about the night that she was raped. Yep. Um, she, it was tough. It was, it was rough. I mean, it's not. And again, Taryn Manning's a good actress, so yep. that scene's fine. I, I feel mean, real bad
2: for her in this movie. I
1: do. And she talks about it. And she's like, you know, he walked me home, and he just, he, you know, I was a little drunk, and I don't usually drink. And he said he would walk me home. You know, he was nice. I thought he was good looking. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't remember, I didn't find out his name, but I just remember that blue bottle, um, which of course leads you to be like, so did he like optimize her with the bottle? But (laughs) obviously, I mean, unless he put like a sperm on it and then put it in. Um, but instead, okay. So that fact sits there. We're like, wow, that's kind of a bummer for a PG 13 film about girl power. Um, so, but now we get to the third of the trios arc where Zoe Saldana goes to see her boyfriend. Her uh-huh.
2: fiancé, which is crazy. She's a little girl. She's not even out of high school. Yeah, she's
1: not a girl, not yet a woman, if you will. Yeah. Um, but so they go to, um... I guess he's at, like, UCLA or something. Mm-hmm. And so... And we know something's up because she keeps calling him, and he's like, oh, no, go, don't come visit me. He's, he's
2: being super evasive. Yeah. Shady.
1: So she knocks on the door, and sure enough, he's got a chicken there, and he's like, oh, I was gonna tell you. Uh, it's over. Um... And then now she, she comes to see him with, um, Lucy and, uh, uh, Kit or Mimi, whatever with, with Pensatucky. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he looks and he sees Pensatucky. He's like, oh, hey. And she's like, hey. And Zoe Saldana's like, you guys know each other? And they're like, yeah. And then Pensatucky proceeds to then just like freak out and run down the stairs Fall down the fucking stairs. Oh well, I mean, it's revealed. It gets oh, before she falls oh, down stairs. It gets revealed
2: I'm that he's sorry. the one who raped her. I'm
1: sorry, what's the reveal? How do we know this? Well, he's drinking out of a blue he's bottle. Drinking out of a blue bottle, guys. But Zoe Saldana it's is just like, bullet. just like, wait a second. And then
2: we get this weird bit of information. Like, who knew we even were missing this? That night over Christmas, when you came and your shirt was ripped, and we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's
1: right. About that piece of exposition. She's the least. It makes you wonder if they had originally filmed that as a flashback and they were like, oh, continuity. We we ripped the shirt.
2: Yeah, weird. Um, But then she's like super upset and Zoe Salon is like, no, I need to talk about this. So she pulls away and she runs down the stairs and her toe catches on the carpeting of the stairs and she falls. And oh my God, guys,
1: you know what happens when pregnant chicks fall downstairs, right?
2: I was hoping that it wouldn't happen and it did. It happened.
1: Okay, is it wrong that I had to pause this movie at this point because I was cackling so hard.
2: Um. That
1: that. I mean. And I don't mean it. I mean it. In and in I guess
2: in a derogatory way. But it's that makes it really be movie of the weekish. Like it's very like pregnant girl trips and falls down the stairs. Like really
1: over dramatic and like. Uh, and, and I don't mean strange. Yeah. And now I don't mean to in any way. I. I. I'm sure, um, I don't want to say anything to miscarriages, which I'm sure are one of the worst things a woman can go through, um, added to the fact that poor Taryn Manning in this movie is raped. Um, but when it cut from there to the hospital scene of her saying, I lost the baby, I could not stop laughing because it just felt like the most ridiculous screenwriting gimmick you could possibly have in a teen movie about girl power yeah
2: it's pretty ridiculous don't
1: worry if you get raped and pregnant because if you're lucky you'll fall downstairs and lose that baby yeah and everything resets everything resets. it's like well this is maybe the happiest ending she can have that's a terrible thought to have but i think the movie wants me to think it
2: right i'm almost positive the movie wants it you to think
1: does. that it's awful and yet amazing in the way that you just watch this movie kind of shaking your head like they're going there okay yep yeah um so i you know felt like a bad person but then i'm i'm glad you think i'm justified in, in finding such screenwriting shenanigans but yeah and absolutely that, it makes me think like yeah this was like the 10 minutes of Grey's anatomy i watched that felt like this
2: yeah very very overly dramatic highly dramatized it, it was strange yeah
1: yeah um, but it's fine because so now we've got you know hey Darren Manning doesn't have to have her rapist baby yep she's not
2: she's not pregnant anymore and um, guess what we can all do now we can go do the singing thing.
1: Oh, yeah, we can go to that big audition that I think Taryn Manning... Oh, no, Britney Spears was really excited for. Yeah, uh, remember how excited she was for it the entire oh, time? Totally. She was like, I'm valedictorian, and I want to find my mother, but really, I want a record contract, I guess. Also, when they show up in L.A., they sign up for
2: that thing, and he says it's six days from now. They were gone forever. Jeez. Again, clothing... Food. What are they eating? The oh, salt remember they did food. that that karaoke contest where they got thousands of dollars. Right, I right, did forget about that.
1: Um, so you have now. It ends with Britney Spears singing at this like audition, I guess. And again, you would think the movie is setting it up as like, guys, she's good, right? She's really good. She's like Willie Brown good. <laughs> but instead, it's her sitting on a stage singing, "I'm not a girl, not yet a woman." And it's kind of like a really shitty American Idol contestant. Mm. Like, she's wearing this horrific pink thing that's, like, a... Like, you think she's, like, really covered in clothes, but then she stands up, and it's, like, it's got wings, and it's a belly shirt, uh, obviously, yeah. and, like, really tight pink pants, and it's really unflattering. She doesn't look good in this movie.
2: No, she doesn't. Not at all. Oh.
1: Uh, yeah, and the... Um, yeah, and that's kind of—I guess it's a movie about friendship. I guess it is about not giving up on your dreams so long as you're Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, about uh, not giving up on your friends even if their fiance is raped you. Yep. Because their interference s- will help you lose that baby that said. That's true. That she was gave you. she was banking on that, right? Uh. It's, bizarre the saddest thing is that there's special features on the dvd are are a plenty uh and there's like a 45 minute making of documentary that so much of it is about how like britney's like all the girls talking like you know it's so great because you would think like working with britney Spears oh my god it's gonna be crazy but she's such a down-to-earth girl and her family is so supportive and it's just really sad because like two years later was when she was shaving her head and suing her dad and everything um yeah, and, and then the best is like the way the D, the extra is. It's like you could tell they were basically told, "Oh, hey, we're filming some extras for the DVD. Can you talk about how great Britney Spears is?" Yeah. And so it's like Zoe Solana like, "Wow, I really loved working with Britney Spears," and the director, like, "Wow, it was really impressive to see Britney turned into an actress in this movie," and like nobody can really say it with commitment because she doesn't. Um, yeah, I,
2: you never feel like you're watching anybody but Britney Spears.
1: Right, right. I, and again, even though, you know, the other, uh, there's good actors in this movie. Zoe Saldana does a nice job. She does a nice job, and I think Tyron Manning does a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, And now, the other, the, 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 on the flip side, if you were to recast Britney Spears with an actual good actress, this movie would have still been bad. Um, well, well, here's the thing.
2: I don't think it was that bad. Oh. I don't think it was nearly as bad as, as it could have been. I guess. Okay. Well, um. What do you think was was good about it? I don't think it was as cheesy as it could have been. I don't think it was. I don't think what it was as big of undercurrents of rape. I don't think it was as big of a mess as it could have been. Um. I don't think it was as big of a vanity project as it could have been. It was best case scenario for this movie. It was, I I, I think it was, it was a cohesive better,
1: I think it was better than worst case scenario.
2: It it was a cohesive movie. It made sense. It had a beginning, a middle and an end. It but but it, on on IMDb it has a 3.2. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a 3.2. It's not a good movie. It's not changing the world, but it's not this it's not this mess of a of like uh, they, they introduce a plot line that never pays off Or this character shows up in the third act To, to right. tie everything up not the, the It's a live remake, if you will Yeah, it's a co- yeah. Jeez Louise, it's no Alex Cross um, It's a competent Movie That's just not very good Because I don't think anybody was like Let's change the world with this Britney Spears Movie with our oh, friends right. The
1: purpose of this movie was let's make a movie um, For Britney Spears fans That <laughs> they will buy and really, I've seen
2: worse, like mainstream tweeny movies. Um, you know, it, I think it was on par with like a movie of somewhat of its time, like a like a Drive Me Crazy, which I think is a little bit earlier than that. So but, it
1: was, yeah, that was oddly uh, nice. Yeah, that was like right around ninety
2: nine. So that was,
1: yeah, it was
2: in that same vein. There wasn't a lot of new stuff going on, so there wasn't much to grab onto that way. But really, I you say, like, you know, the Britney Spears road trip movie, and I expect a fucking mess.
1: Okay. It's, it was no from Justin to Kelly. That's a, you know, that is an excellent point. Because as I'm thinking it through, I'm, like, trying to think of that kind of mess. And I you're right. From Justin to Kelly is an excellent which, example.
2: Which was just a version to get these two people who had sudden... fame in the spotlight and it was it was done quickly it was done messily and this at least it was a i was really surprised how much of a movie it really
1: (laughs) no you you do make an excellent point i i think it's a mess just in terms of its tone yeah i I think any movie that goes from like this completely sugar-coated view of um of life to oh yeah but you know rape miscarriage from yeah contract it, it, like I I mean I just think that's weird and um that I think is glaring I, I, you're I mean Britney Spears is not the worst act uh, musician turned actor to ever yeah. headline a movie but I do think she's just she is amusingly bad in it um, you're right I'm thinking of like the I mean Madonna who's been really good in movies before swept away is that prime example of what happens when you take a non-actor and just don't direct them yeah and th- I mean that is a good e- another example that I would compare to this of like you're right swept away is a ju- from Justin Kelly where it's just everything about this movie is wrong and off and unpleasant mm-hmm. um, whereas this one you're right it, it is a movie it is aimed at a very particular demographic Yep. I don't because if you look at on the IMDB like
2: people also liked or whatever that's called oh, yeah, yeah people who liked because it it's she's all that right? the lizzie mcguire movie and, and yeah coyote ugly like it is it's like that yeah <laughs> i would watch it again <laughs>
1: what is this commentary on it because that, be, that would be amazing i already sent my disc back damn it because i would just want to hear what they have to say about like the rape stuff Ah, jeez. Such an interesting choice. You know, Brittany felt like it was a really important issue to bring up, so we figured we'd throw it in there and then brush over it really quickly. Yeah. With a resolution so that, you know, nobody has to have a rape baby. It's, yeah, no, I mean, you, you actually do make a point. Like, I think, and I mean, I kind of felt the same way when I watched them. Like, this is, this could have been so much worse. Yeah. Um, I think... I guess the the reason I think I was I kind of stopped because I feel like it is ultimately just as funny as something if you're watching from Justin to Kelly drunk with friends and you're just gonna riff track it um I think you could easily get the same amount of enjoyment doing it to crossroads, yeah because it has again all of those same things that are just so um. You know, okay we're gonna open on Britney in her underwear. And now we're gonna now we're gonna have rape, but now we're gonna have Kim Cattrall as a bad mom. And look there's Dan Ackered for no reason. Like I think it is Who disappears still. for a huge chunk of things. It's, and by the way, there's like some Robert De Niro connection to this movie. Look it up, you'll see what I mean. Oh jeez. Um it's I think it is still a um it's a it's a funny movie, it's entertaining in not working. -hmm. Um, And in being a movie that you can make fun of, but there's there's something about the whole like a movie doesn't have to be like Plan Nine from Outer Space or The Room to still be funny without trying to be funny. Yeah, and I think that is the case for this movie where it's just um, so earnest but yet totally so confused uh, and just all of the 2002 Britney Spearsness of it to me does make it like I'm laughing my ass watching this, but you're right. It is not by any means a terrible movie.
2: I, I think it's, it's an expectation thing again. Like my expectations right. were so laughably low. Right. Right. That I, I was like, huh, this is coherent. This is an actual story. All right. I'm into this.
1: I'm, I'm there. I don't know where they're getting all those clothes from, but I guess I'll, yeah, that, that uh, you know, that made me
2: question a few things. <laughs>
1: um i another one of those scenes that i wonder if was cut was like they do a big like setup to britney spears valedictorian speech mm-hmm. you never hear it
2: yeah that's true did you practice your speech or is your speech all set yeah it'll be fine
1: yeah i would love like a, a deleted scene where she gets up and she's like i think i did it again i played with your heart got lost in the game because that's how she would write in her journal
2: it's true well I want to hear her other poems they should have released as a companion her poem oh, book oh should
1: put like a whole like book
2: yeah like for like Twin Peaks they released the oh, diary of Laura yeah. Palmer have they like should have...
1: diary of Lucy
2: Spears something something oh I just imagine what she would have written about the miscarriage oh jeez my friend was apparently pregnant with a rape baby then she fell downstairs
1: now we can go do that competition I'm gonna win it <laughs> win it win it cause she's gotta rhyme something with it yeah oh you're right Hi, Uh It so are you glad I picked this movie? Yeah, I'm really glad
2: I saw it. I would have always been wondering.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had seen bits of it, and I knew like some of the things people had talked about, like the "I'm not a girl, not yet a woman" uh-huh. theme of the movie. If you will. Yeah, like, like I knew
2: I I knew that song when because she was like standing on top of a mountain singing that shit or right, something. Right. Um, I knew that song went around with it, but along with that but
1: jeez louise. Right, but then when you watch it like I'm like, wow, they really did put it in as obviously and simply as they could.
2: Yeah. I just wrote these things in my journal in my okay. dream
1: joy <laughs> music to go with it? Wow, why don't we why don't we harmonize perfectly right now? Wow, why is it that my voice sounds like a robot? I don't yeah, know. We'll just that go with scene it. was really
2: awkward oh, when God. he was playing it on the piano.
1: Yeah, and now, Britney Spears has not... Has she acted since then? I was looking
2: at her. She doesn't have a lot of acting credits. I think she was on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. I think I saw that.
1: Right, and that was, our, that was like, right after her kind of meltdown, if you will. Mm. Um, will and Grace, like, anybody who was famous in the...
2: Yeah, I, I'm surprised she didn't do more. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she wasn't good at it. I'm
1: guessing she got burned by the... I mean... You know th- this as you would expect this made money it was not a flop i don't think uh uh-huh. um, but it also you know i'm sure she won a razzie i think for it oh it's not that bad i've seen glitter i would have to see what else came out in 2002 to really rate that um i think she should have been nominated for a razzie i don't know if she should have won but i mean she is terrible in the movie Yeah, But I mean, she's terrible in the way that she's not an actress, and you're having her carry a movie. Yeah. Thankfully, the the casters were smart enough to have good actresses around her who could guide her through most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, it was smart. Okay, have Dan Aykroyd play her dad, because he can probably keep a scene lively enough where, you know, doesn't come off too stiff. Um, You know, I mean, I think she's a blank, but she is likable on screen. Uh, I mean, But again, I think the fact that she dresses like a hooker who fell into a vat of pink frosting uh, is just really amusing to me.
2: Emily, I found some really interesting information that I think you're going to really like. Please share. Um, well, it was nominated um, for a worst picture, Razzie. Okay. It lost to Swept Away. Oh, God, yeah! Um, but Britney Spears was in a tie... For the worst actress with Madonna for oh, swept away
1: oh no way man Just she wasn't crazy. that oh, bad no she was not Madonna and swept away I am trying it to- had it had the
2: most nominations at that year's Razzie's Crossroads had eight nominations what else
1: was it nominated for um Probably like worst chemistry I can't hold on where is it
2: I can't find anything else um Pluto Nash was nominated too oh. um Worst screenplay? Uh I mean Worst no. original song. Okay, well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I just I can't believe it got such sh- shit. Oh that was, <laughs>
1: that was okay. I'm, I'm That's
2: so sad.
1: There's this whole list of nominations.
2: well I'm I, I'm looking at something on um Wiki, Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't right, think it's I
1: see the um winners, but they're or the the quote unquote winners. It's, it doesn't have all the categories. Um. Okay, well, if, well, okay, they're listing the winners. This was the same year as um, Roberto Benigni's Pinocchio. Come on, mm-hmm. that was a worst yeah. movie. Death um, to Smoochie, which I don't really hate oh, that I much. Like this, yeah, I need to rewatch it. Hayden Christensen won for supporting actor for Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Uh, we also had, it was a year of Jackass the Movie. Uh, oh, worst screen couple! They got—they were nominated, nominated for worst screen couple. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Madonna won most things. As she, she should have. She also won worst supporting actress for *Die Another Day*, which I didn't realize she was in. I've never seen that one. Um, yeah, and like *Rollerball*
1: was that year. Oh, come on! Come on! on. Come on, guys, really. Yeah. You know how we feel about Rollerball around here. Yeah. We feel far worse about it than we do about Crossroads.
2: If you look at the other things that were nominated in and around it, like um, Rollerball, Mr. Deeds, Jennifer Lopez, the Jennifer Lopez vehicle, enough. Um, <laughs> I really don't think that this deserves as much hate as it got.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, just the uh, to say that Britney Spears is worse in this movie than Madonna and Swept Away is a... That is a wrong statement, because guys, Mm -hmm. have you seen *Swept Away*? *Swept Away* makes me want to hurt things, and I like movies that are that bad. But even I have trouble surviving that movie. Uh, Yeah, it's—I mean, it it was—I mean, like any of these movies, and the same thing will happen if Miley Cyrus ever does a movie uh, that's not like a *Hannah Montana* Montana one. That's Um, how you say it. (laughs) That's how you say it from Long Island. That, yeah, everybody wants to hate this movie. It's easy to think you're going to. Is it a, you know, uh, kind of crappy movie? Yeah, but... Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, you're right. It is It is not deserving of the hatred that's...
2: It's not Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, bad.
1: Well, now we're getting into weird territory with me because I'm <laughs> one of the strange people who...
2: I know you like it.
1: I just think that one... I opened a Pandora's box a that kind Jango Fett's pretty damn cool um, and it's Tamora Morrison who's an awesome actor and his stuff you're just like ooh he's intriguing you got the clone planet it's kind of cool you got um, uh, you got the opening space race things kind of neat uh, you got the Yoda Dooku sword fight if you were to edit out all of the uh, Padme uh, and Anakin stuff you'd have a, a, an entertaining a pretty entertaining movie mhm People always want to say, oh, Sith this is written so much better. No, guys. The Sith has the line where Jimmy Smith talks about, like, an interstellar adoption agency. No. And Natalie Portman's like, I have to go get the baby's room ready. Like, she's going to go to Babies are Us in space for this stuff. No. No. I'm not saying Attack of the Clones is good. I'm just saying it's no worse than Sith. Mm-hmm. I got off topic. It's okay. I got a little angry. I'm sorry. I know. You... We both have, I think, strong feelings when it comes to, um, how do you say it, uh, um, uh, quote-unquote bad movies. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's why I was somewhat defensive of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which I didn't like as a movie, but felt that it was hated for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, okay uh so do you have any more to say about crossroads or should you rate it
2: i don't think so, so. i think it's interesting the Razzie thing is interesting yeah so <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad i googled around for that
1: yeah i get annoyed at the razzies because i feel like they're just so easy
2: yeah i think if they're taking pot shots it's, yeah i,
1: I feel yeah. like at the time nobody who's voting and i don't even know who votes for them has seen any of the movies they're just like oh britney spears in a movie We're it's Terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess it's my turn to rate the film first. Yeah, think. go for it, man. Um, I mean, it's it's a movie. It's made. It it is to me below average because some of the script guidance is so ridiculous. So I'm going to say four point seven five.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to give it a five point five.
1: Okay. Uh, enjoyment of life. It's tough because I mean, I I did enjoy watching it because it's it's ridiculous it it really is it's it's so grounded in not being ridiculous that it makes the ridiculous even more ridiculous in a way yeah um and this is one that i could see i don't think i'll ever watch it on my own again but if it's on tv and i have alcohol in my hand i will probably be persuaded to you know keep it going Mm -hmm. um so on those lines i am gonna go um 6.75 uh
2: yeah i was gonna do 6.5 um I, i would i would watch it again if it came on i i i defended if somebody said it was just absolute garbage so
1: i would make sure they've actually seen it and then said have you seen swept away yes it's true same here guys yeah indeed all right so that wraps up our where our crossroads have met if you will right we had we had a crossroad and then we had another crossroad they met because that's how you have crossroads otherwise it would just be road parallel roads Questions. Now, do you have a, uh, for the people, by the people, uh, do you have a Netflix instant recommendation that you would like to, uh, I with? do. I almost forgot we were going to do this. Yeah.
2: Um, so like I've said before, pretty much every movie that, um, was around during the South by Southwest that I was lucky enough to attend oh. is streaming. One that I was interested in seeing, but didn't get a chance to, was called Don John, it oh, is um, just Gordon Levitt's movie. JGL. He is, he wrote it, um, and he stars in it. I think, I don't know, he probably did other stuff.
1: Uh, I had made some Rice Krispie swears for the yeah, you know, service He brought everyone he juice. Would, he would do that. He's a charming young man. I thought it
2: was going to be, uh, I didn't know what to think of it. I watched it. I still hated it halfway through. Um by the time we get to the end, I was sold. I thought it did some really interesting things. Um, a movie that I would love to talk about, I think is worth talking about. I think it's very interesting. It is about pornography. It is about relationships. It is very interesting. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm shocked how much I enjoyed it. It did it does a little a few really self-serving things, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote this movie, and he has himself banging two super hot rods. I mean, multiple super hot rods, but, like, like primarily the same two. Okay. Um, so, I mean, uh, okay, I'm going to write a movie. I'm going to bang.
1: I mean, if I was super writing a movie, thing. I would have myself banging, like, I, Michael, I've got... and Michael Shannon. There you go. <laughs> so, I have read
2: that that's a thing, like, oh, he made, this is such a, a vanity project for him but i think it i think it's really interesting it it, it, yeah. it it portrays relationships in a way that you don't usually see um so i recommend it i okay. did i think it's like 90 minutes too it's really it's pacey and stuff
1: okay i i just might put it on then you should it show up but i hadn't heard much from anybody i actually knew had seen it so mm. yeah um all right uh, my instant recommend was just kind of browsing through and seeing what was on there and i happened to come upon a title that's very beloved to me from the late 80s, and that was Romancing the Stone. Yes. I just love that movie. It's Michael I've Edwidge, never and seen Kathleen it. Turner. You've never seen it? Wow, really? Really? Wow, Why is that so shocking? I don't know, because it was such... Well, I know why, because you and I generally have the same movies that we used to watch all the time in childhood, because apparently we have the same cable stations. Yeah. And, that's and I feel true. like this movie um, was always on TV.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I've never seen it. And I think it always was on TV, but I've never seen it. i
1: watched it, okay. Um, it's, uh, it was sort of the romantic comedy version of Indiana Jones. Like, that's kind of how they sold it. Mm-hmm. You had, <clears throat> like, a, you know, uh, a romance, but in this, uh, like, Amazon setting and everything. And it's Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas, and they are so great together and have such a great chemistry. Um, you could see why they did, like, four films together, because they just... They liked working with each other and you could see it on screen
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and it's it's a fun movie if you if you've never seen it then I'd it'll be well actually I'd be curious because maybe I'm very nostalgic for it yeah I wonder how
2: it would play now because I've never you know, I don't really know much about
1: it either huh okay well we have well huh okay now now the wheels are spinning in my brains because we have we did not talk about what we're doing next time Correct. Um, I believe we have to coordinate with Erica, um, but I figured it was time for either Fast and the Furious 4, uh, or uh, I know Erica and you, I think, really wanted to do Take This Waltz.
2: Oh man, the saddest show.
1: Yeah. Fast and the Furious and Take This Waltz. Well, maybe not fast for the period. No, but thinking, <laughs> but huh, maybe we should do Romancing the Stone and take this waltz.
2: Has, um, uh, oh yeah, that'd be good. Is it's
1: Erica good. gonna come on? Uh, I'm hoping. Well, I'll confirm that, because otherwise then we'll do something else. Um, but yeah, I think that might be, it wouldn't make sense as a pairing other than giving you some happiness, because that's a more cheerful movie. Um, but that's a thought now. Now I'm intrigued. Listeners, um... We'll talk to Erica about this separately, but... Listeners, if you want to hear us talk about Romancing the Stone, let us know. We don't have <laughs> any enthusiasm for it. other Sure. That
2: <laughs> That's question? enough, though.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I Sometimes mean, you're enough. I was enthusiastic about Crossroads, and look how that turned out. Crazy. So am I. I meant the 86 one. You're talking about the, the 2002 one. So am I. You were trying to talk around me. In ways that you think won't upset me.
2: Okay fair enough
1: testy grounds miss testy grounds uh so in the meantime if you would like to tell us if you want us to talk about romancing the stone or take this waltz or step up 3d or or whatever uh come to our facebook page we can talk about stuff there yeah i just asked a question on she it so yeah so go answer her question be yeah. kind won't you yeah, um please. and that's really it we'll get back to you at some point uh, we'll announce exactly what we're covering on the next show because that's always fun and where you'd find that would be on the Facebook page so if you're not there then everything's just a mystery to you ain't it ain't it's it? true alright so along those night notes night nights notes it's after 10 I'm done I I don't function at this point in time yeah do you have anything to say to the folks
2: no <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening.
1: Good night. Don't sell night. your soul to the devil. Bye. Or do. Bye. Or don't.
0: I used to think I had the answers to everything.